Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whatever the numbers read on your clock at this specific moment in time that words roll off my tongue, flow over my lips, into the mic, and through your speakers, penetrating your ear canals and stimulating your brain. Welcome to From the Mind of Mr. L. I am the compassionate Dom, the sensual sadist, the southern gent with a sprinkle of filth, your host, Mr. L. What's going on, everybody? I know I've been on like a three-week hiatus, but I am back. Let me tell you, man, shit has just been draining. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I have been feeling burnt out, but it's all good. I'm good. You know, I'm getting some rest. Uh, getting a mental health day next week from the job along with Veterans Day. So that's going to be a nice little three-day work week, but it's all straight, you know. How y'all feeling, you know? Are y'all taking care of yourselves? As always, we got to take care of our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual and sexual cells, right? Uh, it's getting colder outside. The nights are getting darker earlier. Seasonal depression is a real thing. So please make sure that you are taking care of yourself. Self-reflect. You know that if around this season you are not your best self, do whatever it is that you need to do to be able to either withstand this time or to make yourself as, as best as you can, all right? With this whole pandemic thing, to me right now, it's all about survival. We're surviving until until she gets normal or the new norm, whatever it is. Like we're we're not over with it. It'll probably be a couple years before everything gets back to or starts to become a new norm, you know. So until then, you do what you need to for yourself. You know, I'm not gonna say fuck everybody else outside of you, but take care of you first and then worry about everybody else. And that's me honestly preaching to myself. Because, you know, sometimes Mr. L is just like, yo, I'm everything else for everybody. But sometimes I'm not what I need to be for myself. All right. But anyways, let's get this episode rolling. I'm glad to be back with y'all. Like this is this is low key therapy, especially this episode is going to be like therapeutic and energizing for me because I got my boys back on the episode uh, with me this week. Y'all have heard them before. Men stand in men's business. Part one, I told y'all that there was going to be a part two. And, you know, we've been working on getting schedules aligned and I had a few other episodes in between, but the guys are back. They are back. You know, they are, they are co-hosts with me on the Three Guys and a Girl pod, well, Instagram Live podcast, whatever you want to call it. We just get on there, have fun, chop it up, talk about different things, about life, about sex, relationships, food. Honestly, is is anything goes. And y'all can follow us at on Instagram at three guys, the number three guys underscore and underscore a girl. The girl is none other than the host of the Poom Poom Chronicles, AJ the Badass Jones. Shout out to you and happy birthday again. She was celebrating her birthday this week. Right now she should be, it's Saturday, so she should be chilling in Jamaica somewhere. Toes in the sand. Her, the booty meets is out. She is out there thunderclapping the cheeks, hopefully. So hopefully she has some some stories to tell us when she gets back. But without further ado, let's bring back the guys. My guys, Val and Slim. Slim, Val, what's up? What's going on? What's good? What's good? Thank you for having yeah. us for part two. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell the people about yourselves. Let them know where they can find you. All of that good stuff. All right, all right, yo. So my name is Slim, Slim Stay Scheming, a.k.a. the Genuine Slim, your girl's best friend. I'm known as the goon who can get you in the room. 
Yes, I'm another co-host of At Three Guys and the Girl on Instagram Live. Please check this out. Shout out to AJ. Shout out, um, happy birthday, Mama. We love you. Hope you enjoying your thing in that sun. Hope you enjoying that jerk chicken for us over there, back in the island, back home. Um, I'm representing 973 Vibes as well. Shout out to my guys out of Essex County. Uh, Jay Smooth, my nigga G, Joe, and Big Spanish Poppy. Go check us out, 973 Vibes, on all streaming platforms. That's Spotify, Audible, Apple Podcasts, um, YouTube. Anywhere you can find a goddamn podcast, you're going to find the fellas, all right? You ain't, ain't going to see me on there because I'm behind the scenes. I mean, I've, I've been featured in a few episodes, but those, those are the goons right there. Thank you. All right, all right. And I'm going to echo what the, the guy said as well. Um, so, my name is Val, dating underscore Gen YZ on Instagram. Uh, what I aim to do is to help you guys cultivate the healthy dating and relationship life that you all deserve. Um, I also do sessions, couple sessions, single sessions, whatever it is. If you guys have any questions, feel free to um, DM me. I answer all DMs. Um, I put a pause to the intricacies of dating and relationships podcast that I was doing because it's November, it's my birthday month. I want to take it easy. Plus, it's mental health month as well. So, just wanted to take it a little easy, you know, spend some time with the family, spend some time with the wife, things of that nature. But that'll be back on very soon. And happy birthday again to AJ. Hey, wait, wait. Time out. Your birthday is this month? Birthday Slim, did you know that? I, I'm trying to figure no, out if you no said idea. it on the live before, but I don't. What, what day is your birthday? November twenty fourth, day before Thanksgiving. Bet, bet. That's oh, you, but you a you a Sag or you a Scorpio? I'm a Sag. All right, that's what it was. Cause I'm a Sag. So I'm coming up. I'm December eighteenth. But listen, everybody I love, not everybody, but most people I love is coming up right now. You know what I mean? My baby mom's was just uh, September twenty ninth. I'm um, excuse me, September twenty eighth. Uh, my dad's is the twenty first of November. My mom's is the twentieth. You feel what I'm saying? Like my older brother's December second. My mom's is the twenty. My other mom's is the twenty six. B. So like, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Everybody's sad in Scorpio. B. Sad life. Word. But we know that it's all about the Virgo gang around here. Uh, here we go. Can, can we can, just, can we get out? Can we get out? Just to, just to let y'all know, it's all about the Virgo gang. But anyways, yo, welcome, fellas. I'm hyped to have y'all on here. We talk every, um, damn near almost every day or every couple of days, but we do the three guys and a girl on Instagram live every other Wednesday. So, you know, our next one should be, what's today? The sixth. So we're looking at what, like the uh, 10th, maybe. I don't know. My math is off. I, I stopped doing math at the three o'clock on Friday. So, uh, yeah, so the 10th, no, nah, not the 10th. It'll be the 17th. So we don't do the 10th, but the 17th we'll be back. Live in effect on Instagram Live. And once again, that's three guys, underscore, and underscore, a girl. The three is the number three, not spelling out three. Ah, uh, man. Let's jump into this theme. November, as Val stated, is Men's Mental Health Month. And um, I think it, it was only fitting to bring y'all back in for this conversation because getting to know y'all over the past, what, like half a year? You know, I appreciate your thoughts, your insights, your experiences that you've had as especially black men. And I'm a black man from the South. Both of y'all are black men from the North. You know, I know Val, you got some island in your heritage. What is this? I forgot what island Haitian. you were from. Haitian. Haitian. The Haitian. Haitian. Yep. Haitian. 
it's, it's crazy because like all the Haitian and Barbados men that I know are all bald with beards and I'm, I don't know what the trend is with that, but you know. <laughs> oh man. So let's talk about this thing. All right. Men's mental health because it really does matter. And I, I believe as men, we don't take our mental health as serious as we should. And uh, I wanted to get you guys' perspective on that. Like, why do you think that, especially in the black community, black men, we do not take our mental mental health serious? I mean, I, me personally, I think, you know, from from my culture, African-American perspective, um, I'm going to say a lot of it is just uh, like, like deep rooted and embedded in us to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Just to like keep pushing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think just as a, a culture, like, you know, African-Americans specifically have um, endured so much that, and we've always had to kind of like keep it trucking to ensure our survival and our lineage that, uh, you know, and something that's so abstract as mental health. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's really hard to wrap your hand around. You can't see, you can't touch it. So a lot of people are, I think, a little ignorant to it. But, you know, I'm here to tell you that shit is real as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh, uh, if you don't, like, address it and you don't just acknowledge it and just have self-awareness, it will end up doing more, causing more trauma and causing more stress in your life in the long run and other ways. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, me personally, I go to therapy. and you know? I go to therapy every Monday. You know what I'm saying? I, it was motivated by some shit. And um, it was self, you know, I was self uh, enrolled and whatever, and I haven't stopped. I made sure I got a therapist who looked like me, you know what I'm saying, to the best of my right. ability. She's a black female. And, you know, I think, I think, but I do think that at the, you know, getting to the newer generations, I do think that cycle is breaking and starting to change as well. You know what I'm saying? I will say that. But Val, what's your experience? Because you deal with the younger, um, you know. Younger yeah, generation. man. I, I'm going to piggyback off of you. I do see the younger generation definitely taking mental health more seriously. Like when I was growing up, um, high school, um, even undergrad as well, it was frowned upon. It was frowned upon. You know, it was saw as weakness, just like you said, Slim, you know. Um, but the thing is, what I noticed as well, people don't know how to recognize it. I think you said that as well, Slim. People really don't know how to recognize mental health. Like you're going through something, you know. Like they want to chop it up as something else. Or they'll, they'll be so surface level with it. Like, oh, I'm stressed. That's it. It's like, no, why are you stressed? Why is that thing stressing you? What is it doing to your mental? What is it doing to your body? What is it making you think? You know, people don't want to go deep with these things because they see it as a weakness. Um, I went to therapy when I was in high school. Granted, I was forced. I was one of those people that was just like, oh, I don't need this. Granted, right. high school mind, I'm young, you know. So mm -hmm. when I when I got in it, I was just like, yo, this is dope. You know, like, and it was a group setting as well, all black men and in there for different reasons or whatever. But I guess it was a new program that they wanted to see if it can like change our behavior, things of that nature. I was at the wrong place at the wrong time. But anyway, I was what kind of behavior did you have? Uh, hold on, yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah. What, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I was, I was, like that at all. I, I was good. The thing, I was um, at the legit wrong place, wrong time, legit. Oh, you just um, with the wrong crowd. I was with the wrong crowd that specific day. Day, gotcha. I gotcha. So, but the thing, I, I loved it. It turned into one of those things where it was just like, I was trying to be like a co-counselor kind of thing, you know, and then it made me um, right. go to school for psychology. 
I loved it that much. Oh, that's know? dope. It motivated you. It, it motivated me. That's so dope. I thought it was dope. And then um, I'll even give a personal story too. Like three years back or so, I had to go to therapy because I had a scare. And right. Just a medical scare. And I was just like, oh, crap. So it got to the point where I was actually afraid to leave my house. That's uh, how bad it was. Um, I thought I was on the I was on the verge of heart attack. Just to be real with you guys. Yeah. So oh wow. I was scared of shit, scared to leave my house and all that stuff. So I went to therapy for that. And think, granted, I do wish that the individual looked like me, but she did not. Yeah. But I would yeah. call her one of our allies. Like yeah. She was okay. very good. She went to bat for me and everything. Nice. And now it's like I can't get back in the house. So <laughs> yeah, I got you. You know, so that's that's my personal story. There, mental health is real, guys. Like for real, for real. If you need help, seek help. Legit. If you don't know where to start, hit one of us up. We'll get you the proper resources. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean that real deal. Like if anybody ever need help, y'all got like a. Our contact information and shit. Even if you gotta hit up like a, a group email or whatever generic email, reach out to one of us and we will do our best to guide you in in the right in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? If if that's what you want, but you know what I'm saying, you gotta um, you know, you gotta want. And I still got, like I said, I still got family who don't necessarily not agree or disagree or ain't you know think it's a little strange. Right. But and I was hesitant at first too. You know what I'm saying? But I think yeah. it depends on how they how somebody tells you you need therapy because I just got woke to this shit maybe within the past like eight months, six to eight months. But prior mm-hmm. to that, I used to have people tell me you need therapy. But if you tell me I need therapy and you're not like a licensed professional, fuck you. Cause it's almost like you're right. judging me. So, so with that though, I will, I, I'm at the agree to disagree with you on that one, Slim. Um, just just for the simple fact, like, you know, each person goes through their own experiences. And I think that personally, you know, a lot of mental health issues within a black, a black male community is because, you know, a lot of us have it in our mindset. And don't get me wrong, that there are some outside of, you know, us, you know, whether it's women, society, the world, all of that, that looks upon black men. We're supposed to be strong, you know. In every aspect, mentally, physically, spiritually, there's this, that, or other. Um, where I think that a lot of those, a certain amount of those areas, and especially with Black women, they know now, like, no, you know, you don't always have to be these things, you know, for 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 a lot of Black women, most, I would say. Not all still, you know, have that mindset, but, you know, we, we have a lot of things that we're expected to be to live up to those expectations that they can weigh on ourselves mentally. And then when that happens and we we constantly think like, yo, I have I have to be here. I have to be here. The world expects me to be here. I expect for me to be here. My community expects for me to be here. And that kind of weighs on our mental health to the point where, like, it's looked at as a, a weakness, kind of, if you acknowledge that you have mental health issues, you know, if things are weighing on your mind. But when it comes to therapy, I myself haven't started therapy yet. But it's one of the things that um that I plan to do. I'm a, I, I like to think I'm a pretty self-aware guy. But even then, I'm all about progress and becoming better. And so I'm like, you know what? If therapy can help me become better, because I can remember a lot of things that I've been through, you know, and, and like, you know, this stemmed from this or I act this way because of this. Mm-hmm. But there may be something else that a therapist who's a licensed professional that has been like literally studying this for years can help me with and I'm open to it. Um, 
And I've had friends who I've confided in and they've been through therapy and they've been like, yo, you, sh- you might might want to try therapy. Like I can see what you've been like, what you're going through. I went through something similar or something of the same. So it's like, hey, you should try this. You know, go talk to somebody. Sometimes just talking to it, getting it, getting it out of our heads and off our hearts, off our shoulders helps. I know me, I'm an overthinker to the, I, I try my best not to be, but it's just who I am, you know? So I always, and, and my thoughts aren't always positive. My thoughts first go to negative way before they go to the positive thing. So having that person that I can talk to and, and express that to, like, I feel as though that that would help me out as well as an overthinker to just like, yo, well, this is what I'm thinking with this, or I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And then they can look at me and be like, yo, this is why you, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, I appreciate that. And I appreciate those friends. Like, if you and Val, because both of you have been through some sort of therapy before, uh, if one of y'all came to me and said, yo, Mr. L, you got this going on or that going on, you, you might need to go talk to a therapist or, or seek some help. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I'm not. I'm not saying like that. I'm not saying it's the way in which you say it, the delivery of it. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah. If somebody says, "Hey, yo, nigga, you need help," yeah, and like, yeah. and it's somebody that doesn't know you, maybe or something like that, like, yo. Oh, but, but not, not generally. It's the people who do know you, but it's still in the delivery in which you know it. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I mean, if you're, if you're saying it for somebody as somebody who went through it before, like, exactly. For instance, you put a good example. If you talk to me and Val. We are a product of the benefits of therapy. So we're talking to you from a place like, hey, you should try this because it worked for me. As opposed to this nigga saying, nigga, you need therapy because you bugging right now. Blah, blah, blah. Do you understand my point? Do you see the difference? I got Exactly. The difference in the tone and the condescending. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's how it's delivered, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, you know. But but like, like I said, I mean, not to dwell on it too long, but I think we all can attest. You know what I mean? And, and, and I do want to say one thing with therapy too. Well, two more things. Number one, it's not just somebody. You got to build a relationship. You know what I mean? I was hesitant at first too, till I built a relationship and I realized, okay, then you, your walls will naturally start coming down. That's number one with consistency. Number two is the therapist, if it's not right for you, they may not be right for you either. So, but don't let that discourage you because there's many different therapists and counselors and shit out there. That's right. and, the, and the last thing is you also have to practice what the fuck you preaching and what they're preaching. Therapy means shit if you don't put it to work. You feel what I'm saying? So, you know, just keep those things in mind and don't get discouraged and blah, blah, blah. Over time, you will you will see it check in naturally. At least I know it worked for me. I'm, I'm sure at some point you can attest to, to the same thing where a light bulb or a switch went off and you was like, oh shit, it's working. You know what I mean? On calm. Absolutely. 100%. You know? That's dope. Thank you for sharing that because that was going to be like my next question for the both of you who have had therapy. Like, what would you, one, what would you tell to someone who is thinking about seeking therapy, you know, finding a therapist? And then two, just give like one, you don't have to dive, you know, deep into it. As deep as you would like to, feel free to, whatever you feel like sharing, but like one, how therapy has helped you. Um. So the first thing that I would tell somebody who's thinking about it is that um, be ready that the first individual that you have as a therapist, you might not like them. And don't let that deter you. That's a little bit of what Slim said, you know, like not all therapists are for us, you know, like you may have to try it maybe two times, three times. Like I have my best friend 
who finally decided to go seek therapy because she was always stressed, you know, and she saw she saw one person and she did not like him at all. And it deterred her. She was like, ah, this ain't for me, whatever, whatever. But then a couple months later, again, she tried again. She found somebody that she really, really liked. And now she loves going. So I want to say that to people first. Don't be discouraged if the first therapist you go to isn't for you. Keep trying. You'll find that person for you, you know. And so what stuck with me, I believe that that was the question, Mr. L. I apologize. Yes, just like one thing that therapy helped you with, basically. Okay. Therapy like a benefit of it. A benefit of it? Um, help me arrange my thoughts. You know, you had mentioned you like you're very self aware, so you can kind of like manage your thoughts in a sense, kind of like that. Ish. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I try my best. So because something that, that you had said like kind of sparked a light bulb in me, because usually I'm thinking negative first as well. I'm like, ah, oh, well this shit can happen, this shit can happen. But they were just like, okay, well, try to see the positive. Like, okay, granted, that could happen. That bad thing that you're thinking can happen can definitely happen. But what about the other side? This could be a great thing for you. This could be a great experience for you. Why don't you try seeing that first? So when I started to switch that, like, that's when, like, I started to be more positive about life, positive about experiences, things like that. Like, when I was going for my master's a couple of years ago, same thing. I was just like, oh, crap, mad pessimistic. Like, I can't do this. Da-da-da-da. But you remember the teachings, like like Slim said, if you're going and you're not taking everything in, you're not like um, practicing what you learned, you went for shit. You wasted your time. You got to practice what you're taught. So once I did that, like I was just practicing and practicing and like, you know what? No, I could end up with my master's after this, you know, changed that whole mind frame, got my master's. I did that shit. You know, nobody can take that away from me. I say that's thanks to therapy. So that's definitely one thing that I definitely took with me from therapy. That's dope. Slim, you got anything to add to that? Um, I mean, pretty much the whole first thing I said about choosing the right therapist, not getting discouraged. That's definitely important. So and- let me ask you this then real quick. Like what was important for you when it came to choosing the right therapist? Was it, you know, the well, ethnicity, whether it was well, a man or a woman? Beggars can't be choosers. So for me, ideally, I would want a black male around my age. Ideally, or a little bit, not around my age, but a little bit older than me. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? Uh, ideally. However, beggars can't be choosers. When we're talking about blackness, that's going to narrow it down right there. Then when we talk about gender, that's going to narrow it down. And age is going to further narrow it down. So um, I ended up choosing a APN who is a, um, she's older than me, but not much, much older than me. You know what I'm saying? She's probably in like her mid-40s. And she is a... Uh, african-american you know what i'm saying she's from new york you know what i mean she still got some swag to her but she's professional you know what i'm saying and that's what i chose with and i'm good i'm glad i did you know what i'm saying so uh that's that and the one thing that therapy definitely has a uh, taught me is pretty much that i all i gotta do is be better than i was yesterday you know what i'm saying like and all i gotta do is just i'm not in competition with nobody you know what i'm saying like i used to be thinking like, you know what I mean? Because my bar is set in my mind based on my family, my family structure. I got a high bar to meet. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like without disclosing too much of my family business. I like there's some pressure there. It's pressure there. It's a lot of pressure. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And um, some of the pressure, you know what I'm saying, was pressure that I was inflicting on myself. Some of the right. pressure I felt was coming from like, you know, my other family members, but 
you know, not directly, but indirectly and shit like that. So, you know, I've just now recently gotten to a point where I realized, you know, I am good enough. You know, I've done this. I've accomplished this. Um, Now, I may not be in the same position as other people or have the same opportunities, but I still have come a long way and I could have went a different route than what I did. You know what I mean? I feel you. So shout out to both of y'all for that because, you know, is it one, it takes some realness to be able to share this. And I appreciate you doing that. Like what y'all just said may have been therapy for somebody else. And like part is is partially therapy for me. Like hearing two black males, you know, talk about their experiences and what they've been through and look for. So I appreciate that. And like I really relate to it. Uh, especially something you said, Sam, was just like the pressure, you know. Yeah. Whether it's family, it can be friends, it can be expectations, and those things tend to stress us out. I know for myself, I put high expectations on myself. I've had people in the past put high expectations on me, but not not like in a negative way, like, hey, you need to be here or else you're a failure type deal. But just like, yo, we're expecting greatness from you. And sometimes when I reflect on myself and I'm like, yo, I'm not where I should be or where I want to be at. Mm -hmm. It it weighs on my mental heavy. Definitely heavy. But but sometimes with that, like it's not always a negative thing. Like I said, when people put those expectations on you because those same people, I'm like, yo, I don't want to let you down. And then I feel like I'm letting them down when that happens. Like when when I don't live up to that expectation or I don't come through with whatever it is. But in actuality, like that's just myself getting in the way. Yeah, because yeah. those people are still going to support me and love me and care yeah. for me. Yep. Even yeah. though I didn't reach the expectations that I thought that they were putting on me. Exactly. And they still see those expectations on me. Yeah. Like one of my main things I tell people all the time is that have, have people in your corner who believe in you when you don't believe in yourself, yeah. because that is very important to have. Because like sometimes I lack confidence in things. I'm like, yo, I'm not, I'm not good enough for this. I stress. One of my big things is stress. Mm-hmm. I stress about myself and about other people. And I think that's what weighs on myself, my my mental, the most out of anything. Yeah. And so when I'm in like a, a, a bad mental, when I have a bad mental day or I'm in a bad mental space, I have certain friends I can hit up and they'll, they'll be real with me. Of yeah. course, one. But secondly, yo, I already know your, your greatness. You're going to do this. Like you're, you're destined for this. They'll uplift me. They'll have the confidence in me that I may be like it myself. Yeah. And so I'm curious to know like what stresses either you guys out or like what do you think causes that stress and that pressure on, on us as men to the point where we have those bad days? Which is fine to have bad days. Nobody's perfect. So if you're listening and you're going through a bad day, it's perfectly fine to have bad days. Shit happens. Life happens. You don't know what to expect. It comes out of nowhere. But like just some of those stressors, things that kind of just like weigh so, on your mental. So, so I mean, what I'm thinking about is uh, more of a acute stressors and mm-hmm. versus chronic stressors. Um, it's funny because I got a paper due for that shit tomorrow. When I get off, when we get off this part, uh, this podcast, I have to go write it. Um, but the stress that you just described, the pressure, the absence of, um, that you can't really see the pressures of society, the pressure of, uh, family to live up to a certain standard, possibly the pressure that we put on ourselves, really, like you just said, cause you made yes. a very excellent point. Nobody in our family has ever said, Hey, meet this bar. They just said, Hey. Be a good person and blah blah, you know, be sustained. But 
we put these things on us. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because it keeps us pushing. It keeps us from being complacent like some other niggas we know who just like, fuck it. But I said we could have went and made bad decisions and different choices. You know what I mean? This is what kind of keeps us driven. However, um, it is an unseen pressure. You know what I'm saying? And that is something that's it's not something that I constantly think about on the forefront, but it's certain things that um, I feel like I should be doing that that causes my thoughts to run or me to beat myself up like a punching bag. You feel what I'm saying? For instance, um, the fact that I got like I may have family members who, you know, I want to do sh- other things for. You know what I'm saying? That I'm not in a position to do things for, but I feel like I should be in a position to do things for just based off my age and my position in the family. You know what I'm saying? I should be able to contribute more. Where So that's for me. I think why I'm so, I try to be given in other ways because I may, mm-hmm. if I can't contribute financially, I can't offer my time. That's free. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. That's why I value time because time is fucking free. You feel what I'm saying? It okay. is money, but it's free to give. You feel what I'm saying? To the ones you choose. So... You know, that's something that stressed me out, not being able to provide for my family in the way I feel like I should be able to. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. What usually stresses me out, honestly, um, and I, I got to reel myself back in when it happens. Um, and I mean, both of you guys touched on it. It's expectations. Like, growing up, for me especially, and it's like, so again, like, I'm Haitian. So people that are listening, if you are Haitian, you already understand that there is some kind of standard that they want you to meet, you know. Um, and But I'm blessed that my parents weren't so strenuous. They were just like, whatever you choose to do with your life is what you choose to do with it. We just want you to be successful, which I appreciated. But the That's thing so with that too. love right there. Right? Legit. But on the other hand, they don't necessarily know what therapy is. The first thing that they want to say is that therapy is like for people that legit need help. Like they're they're crazy for lack of a better term right now. Um, you know, and I'm just like, that's not what therapy is. You don't have to go to therapy just because you're stressed or, you know, just because you're going through something. It could legit be you just want to become a better person, you know. Um, so that's definitely something that stresses me out. Um, when I'm overthinking, uh, when I when I'm sitting here and I'm just like, yo, I have all these goals. I didn't touch on any of them today. I didn't do anything to get there. But I consistently keep forgetting, like, what about all those other days that you was doing all this shit to get there? You know, you deserve a rest day, you know. Um, I With what I'm doing with um, with you guys, you guys and the girl, uh, with my own pod that I'm trying to create, trying to be like you guys, trying to be great, you know. Um, you already great, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, appreciate yeah, that. Bro. appreciate that. <laughs> I don't like, even I'm, got a I'm, podcast, shit. <laughs> you got a, you on a radio show, man. Yeah, I'm just a dude who be talking shit. I ain't got no podcast or nothing, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I do set a bar for myself. I definitely did notice that, that I need to let come down sometimes so I can get rid of my stresses because I'm the one that adds that stress to myself. So I need to keep myself in check, keep remembering what I was taught, um, take from what you guys just said as well, Slim Mr. L, and just keep keep moving forward, but understanding that I deserve rest days as well. I feel it. I feel it. That's the thing that um I like. That's another thing that I have to do better about is actually resting. Um, I was talking with Kiki 
Kinks with Kiki. Shout out to her. Uh, one of my best friends, I would say. But I was talking to her. Um, and I was telling her, like, yo, I've been drained from work this year and everything, this, that, and the other. She's like, yo, in my, like, two, three, however long it's been years of knowing you, I've never heard you say, like, yo, I'm, I'm laying, I'm chilling, I'm resting. And, like, I've acknowledged that that's what I need to do. And I think one of the things that y'all definitely did touch on about therapy as well is that you have to follow through with what you're being told, you know? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like, usually I know exactly what I need to do, but it's that self-discipline because I feel like I always need to stay busy or I need to help this person with this person instead of taking the time for myself. So I, I appreciate y'all for sharing those things. And speaking of taking time for it for yourself, let's transition over into self-care. All right. Because I think that that is one big thing that we we're starting to acknowledge a little bit more, you know, gradually, like Slim said earlier, now or with this generation, we're starting to, you know, lean into these things more. But there are some who are within our generation. We're roughly in our 30s. Um, but like it's the younger crowd, not necessarily the older crowd. And I don't know my audience may be from 18 to 65, but it's a certain generation where we look at those things and we're just like, nah, I don't, I don't need to do this or that. But self-care is a very important thing. And I know that the ladies, you know, a lot of them, they got it down packed. I was talking to, to one young lady and she was like, oh, she does a self-care on Wednesdays, halfway through the week. And then she does another one like Saturday or Sunday. But it's not something that you hear, especially black men or men in general, talk about doing is taking care of self, like a self-care day or doing things that ease and relax our mind. So do y'all have any any ways that you you provide for yourself, you take care of yourself, if you have like a self-care day, a certain day set aside or a certain thing set aside like from for myself real quick, I'll share like um either going to the gym, writing, hell, playing video games. Ladies, we're not just playing video games because we, you know, trying to be like little kids or something. No, it's like it can be relaxing to us and let some aggression out. Mm -hmm. Um Hell, I mean, shit, sex can be self-care if you think about it, masturbation, those things. Like, you know, hell, when you come, it, it releases. I for, I'm not even, I've been drinking whiskey at 11 o'clock in the morning, so I forgot what the word is. I'm not going to mispronounce it, but it releases that. And it, it, like, helps to ease your mind. So those are just a, a couple ways that I practice self-care. Fellas, y'all got something that y'all do for self-care? Yeah, I mean, I got a... Uh... First of all, I'm going to get with you. Like, I, I was somebody who wasn't always, like, self-care. Like, girls do that. Like, what the fuck is self-care? Like, I used to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is self-care? You know what I'm saying? And then I feel like, you know, as a man, nah, I mean, we got other pressures we had to do to provide. You know what I'm saying? But I was living with somebody, too, in a relationship. I don't have those same pressures right now. So I'm all about self-care at this moment. And um, you're right. Um, when I go to the gym, that is like my ultimate self-care. I, I get taken care of holistically when I'm when after I leave the gym, you know, I feel better emotionally, physically, spiritually. You know, what I mean, every every aspect, I just feel better. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, uh, I I smoke cannabis, so that helps me. Definitely. You know, what I mean, um. Not like OD and shit, but it definitely helps me relax like on a nice, you know, evening and shit. Uh, if I want to like groove and talk some shit like we're doing now. Uh, definitely. 
the podcast that we do with three guys and a girl, like this shit right here, this is all like kind of self-care for me. It's me taking time to myself to discuss things that's important to me or things that I like to get off my chest. You know what I'm saying? So I think all those things combined is, uh, is uh, things that I do to help me, you know, just relax and, and get off. Piggyback back on both of y'all. So I don't, the way that my life is set up, it's hard for me to get to the gym. So I kind of made myself a home gym. So I do my thing in there. Um, not as much as I should, but I need to get there. Um, video games is another big thing. You know, um, I'm a big proponent for Call of Duty. I mean, sometimes people just get you so mad. Sometimes you, you just take it out on the game. So Call of Duty is definitely one of those things I do. Um, my wife, she's very, very big on self-care. Dear Royalty on Instagram, please give her a follow. She's very good at like making candles and things of this nature. And I like lavender. Lavender, if you look it up, is a very good scent that kind of decreases your stress. So, I, you know, candles. Um, another thing, too, that men don't necessarily really do, you know, manicures, pedicures. Now, I don't get pedicures like that, but I don't mind getting my... Um, you see, and it still sounds funny sometimes. I don't mind getting my nails done. That sentence coming from that, you know? Um, but I don't mind at all. Like, you just put a clear coat. Women love men with nice hands, okay? Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Nobody can tell me different. They love that. Plus, I mean, if you, you're on a date, you know, the date's going well with your female, you know, little thing thing starts happening. You don't want to put your dirty-ass nails inside a female. Come on, let's go. Come on. So... Um, that's another thing that I do. Um, I, I walk a lot. I, I pace. I don't know. I pace and like that kind of like just gets my thoughts going kind of thing. But then if you're pacing with like good music on, you know, um, that definitely helps me out as well. I like to go hiking. You. Yes. Hiking. Being hiking. in nature in general. But I mean, really, I mean like really hiking. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about fucking hiking. I'm not talking in between apartment complex second i'm talking about to the fucking mountains climbing on all fours type shit like so that's one of the reasons uh why i love living where i do in north carolina is because one the beach the beach is very therapeutic to me yeah i can go out there you know just baptize myself in the ocean or hear the waves crash the wind just the whole vibe of the beach you know and then on the other end i do have the mountains but even in the middle of north carolina where i currently live shout out to the 919 bull city anybody out there that lives here uh the raleigh durham area um, durham we know bull city all day every day but uh there are different like parks that you can go and hike so it's like yo two hour hikes where you're just going through the paths up down around you might come across a lake a pond or something and just being in nature really just it helps me connect with myself you know it helps me to ease my mind because there's no nothing out there but me you know there's other people walking, of course, yes, but there's nothing out there but me. Everything that's going on in life is is outside of that forest or outside of that mountain or whatever. Um, and it makes me feel accomplished when I feel, you know, when I when I finish that hike. So I definitely rock with you on that slim. Val, something that you said, and I will not stress this enough because I am going to be doing this once a month every month or every three or four weeks i'm going to get my manicure and my pedicure all right my feet they're my money makers i spend a lot of time on my feet all right and i come from a family of men who don't take care of their feet 
and I refuse to have my feet out here looking like this. First of all, you know. Secondly, by trauma. There we go. <laughs> Secondly, the manicure. Yo, Val, you touched nail on the head. I've read, seen, heard so many times where women have said, yo, I love it, man, with nice hands. It doesn't mean that you, you know, you don't have a nice job or it doesn't mean that you're not good with your hands or you don't have manly looking hands. It means you keep them clean and you keep them well kept, you know, and that is really appreciated. It goes a long way because you do not want to slide no dirty ass, long ass, sharp ass nails inside no woman's pussy. All right. My feet look better than my hands. I'm not gonna say that mine do. <laughs> my feet I mean, look better than my hands, for real. My at my ex, my feet were softer than hers. They looked better than hers, son. Like I just be like, yo, what the fuck is wrong with you, son? Like get them, get your shit together, son. Like, I feel it. I feel it. I mean, I'm just gonna say that if there was a market for male feet pictures, I can make some money off of it. If there's women yeah, out word. there with foot fetish, you know, yeah, holla. We good. I should so. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, my hands is rough than the motherfucker. My hands is like sandpaper, dog. I, not mine. <laughs> my, <laughs> my shit's a strong, smooth, all look just like me, kind of. Um, but anyway, let's <laughs> let's transition over. I'm still tripping off of Slim saying that his feet look better than his hands. <laughs> let's transition over into the physical health standpoint of it though because you know i feel as though mental health yes all those things that we've said the expectations the stressors work relationships even can be stressful and weigh on to our mental health um but all those things like physical health also matters when it comes to mental health for men especially and um we got to take care of our body fellas we, we have to take care of our bodies i grew up down here in the south where you Went to work, you came home, you ate the biggest piece of fried chicken that you could, the greasiest thing that you could. And now, you know, you might be anywhere from five feet, six inches to six, three and unhealthy. And your lifespan has been cut short because one, you know, you're too busy working and things are running on your mind mentally. And then you're not eating right. So all those things play to it into an effect. So the physical health standpoint of it, um, Slim, you like to work out. How often do you work out? I know, Val, you said you can't get to the gym because of your schedule. Mine right now, I can't get to it as much as I would like, but I'm trying to open up space for that. But Slim, how long do you go to the, like, what? what's your gym routine looking like and why is it important for you to get that in? Um, I go to the gym probably at least four to five days a week. Um, and usually I go for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours a day. And, but I just incorporated swimming into my gym routine, like because you know. So I, I, I yeah. fucking love swimming. Whether yeah. swimming in the pool, or the it's ocean, the pool, some places, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah, I love about that's it. There you go. You hit the player. Um, I love. I, I I just started swimming in this uh, pool because, like I said, I work for uh, a big school here in Jersey, like one of the number one schools. So, um, I used all the facilities, and uh, but I do want to say something real quick. Uh, which you just said, like transition into this. And I do want to make the important note that your mental health plays into your physical health. So your mental health has an effect on your physical health. If you're constantly in a state of stress, if you're constantly um, in a depressed mood, if you're constantly, eventually 
that's going to build up and it's going to manifest physiologically. You're going to get, um, you can have a heart attack. You can have a stroke. You know what I'm saying? You could be, become a tachycardic or you, you get rapid heart. You know what I'm saying? It's going to manifest in other ways. Hey, so real quick, gonna, Slim. Real, yeah. real quick. Cause like you, you see this thing, you, you know, we were talking before and like, yo, you're in the medical field basically. Yes. Basically you see all of these things. You're not just like, yo, this is, what I'm assuming these are things no, no, that no, you're yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. This is nothing that I'm not. This is evidence-based practice, people. Like, you know, what I'm saying this is not um, an opinion that I'm saying. This is a fact that I'm saying. You, know, you can go check a medical dictionary, a scholarly journal, or 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 anything like that, and ask your fucking doctor. He'll tell you. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, your mental health, yes, a hundred percent will eventually manifest into some type of physiological factor. You know what I mean? You'll, you'll build a plaque in your arteries. Like I said, you'll to get rapid heartbeat. It will affect you. So it's very important to take care of your mental. Um, as far as physical goes, yeah. You know what I mean, I just started going to the gym and it could be light shit. Yo. You don't go, you don't have to have a gym membership. You know what I mean, you don't, you could do a push up or sit up or anything right in your house. And just notice if you stick with it and notice you'll start to feel better. I promise you. It's another scientific fact that when you exercise, your your brain releases serotonin and endorphins that make you feel good. It's the same feeling you get, satisfaction you get after sex. We all like that feeling when you bust a nut. It's the same fucking feeling after you work out. That's amazing. You know what I'm saying? It is. It is. And it's, 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 it's a fact. So I'm not saying go hard to wall. I'm not a big guy. I know Mr. Uh, L hasn't said a few times, oh, you know, you work out. Yeah, I go to the gym. I'm only 150, what, maybe 154 pounds, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Really? Yeah, the most I was is 160, and that's it. But that's because hella protein and, you know what I mean? Right, right. Diet and shit like that. I had to gotcha. And I got to work for that. I work in the gym every day for that. Because the way my metabolism is built and the way my physique is, I'm just not a big bulky guy. You know what I mean? I understand. I'm uh shit, I think I maybe like last time I weighed myself was I was like one eighty five, maybe, somewhere around there. But it's like well it's well distributed. Now don't get me wrong, my stomach a little, you know, where I don't want it at. Shout out to the ladies who love a nice little dad by it though. I appreciate you. But um Nah, I yeah, used to be, I, I used to be a bag of bones guy, like, you know what I mean? That was me during high school. Like my metabolism was fast as hell. I was, I couldn't get out that 120, 140 range to save my life throughout high school and part of college. So I feel you. I'm just, uh, I've just found all my muscles. I just ripped. I just got to shred it. That's it. <laughs> but I do appreciate you saying like, yo, you don't have to, you, you don't have to go in there and lift heavy. You know, nah. you don't have to go in there and do this, that or other because it's then not, it's not about I, that. Like to the expectation thing, you know, you expect to be strong and this, that, or other. Like, yo, stay in your lane, do what you can when you can, and then you're good. You stay with your lane and watch your progress build naturally. You know what I'm saying? People who know you is going to see the difference. You know what I'm saying? For instance, if I walk into a room right now with a bunch of muscle heads, they may be like, what the fuck's this little nigga? You know what I'm saying? But if I walk into my family house right now, a family function, they're going to be like, oh shit, my god damn, the fuck, you been going to the gym? That's, that, that is right there. That's it. Fuck the world. You know what I mean? It ain't about that. It's about how you feel on the inside. As long as you can look in the mirror after you get done doing a lift or getting a run or whatever, and you feel good, which I'm telling you, you're going to feel good. That's it. That's all That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Just keep doing that. Just keep doing that. Eventually, people in the gym are going to start complimenting you. 
you'll be you'll be good. I like that. Uh, see, I, I'm more. I need to practice more of what I preach. I, I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. So, because listening to you guys, especially some what you were saying. So, I used to be a mental health advocate. So, I used to have a caseload and just have um, kids. Uh, not necessarily kids, but like high school kids, you know, um, try to make different plans for them, see what they're doing, what they're not doing, how to release their stress, so much stress that they have like behavioral issues in school, things of that nature. One of the biggest things that I told them to do is go and work out, you know, like we, in our area where we live, we have like a local YMCA and sometimes it's free for the kids, especially if they come in um, with me because you have the badge for the mental health advocate, you can get them in. So I was just like, all right, you know, run on this maybe five, ten minutes, you know, see how you feel afterwards, you know, that five, ten minutes turns into 20, 25, and they don't even mm-hmm. notice it, you know, mm-hmm. um, I need to do that, by the way. But, <laughs> you, know, but, but you know, another thing is, too, like, yeah. you know, why, like, and you could tell your kids this, especially if you got somebody going through, like, anxiety, somebody's mind start yeah. racing. Well, if you're in the gym and you lift weights, and this is a sign, another scientific fact, message, right? This is another message. When you lifting, all you got to focus on at that moment is is lifting weights your brain physically it cannot focus on anything else you're not thinking about you know what bill is due you ain't thinking about your baby mom you ain't thinking about your expectation all you're thinking about is just doing this you know what i'm saying so it's a good way to kind of release and just get your mind away from an everyday stressor you know what i'm saying like you got some music turn on some music preferably something with no lyrics in it (laughs) You know what I mean, if it is lyrics, some motivating lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or something to get your blood flowing. But in that moment when you're actually contracting your muscles, that's all your, your brain is physically, from a physiological perspective, thinking about is contracting and lifting up. That's nothing else. You know what I mean? So you can't think about other things. You know what I'm saying? In that moment. I'm with that. Absolutely. And another big thing also to tie into all the working out, uh, but it's basically eating and sleeping, like eating right and getting a good amount of rest. The rest, both of these things I have been getting better about one because I'm getting older and like my body forces me to go to sleep, but eating, um, I, I like to think, um, I'm not gonna say I'm a clean eater, you know, whenever I'm busy and I'm on the go, uh, it's more convenient to stop and get fast food. I know it's not good for me, but whenever I'm home, I do my best to cook, try to meal prep, something like that. Uh, one, Helps out on the pockets too. Helps out on the on the physical health. So let's make sure that we are are getting the um, you know the portions of greens and vegetables and fruits, especially. Um, you know, substitute something sweet for some fruit. I promise you, it hits. Like any time that I have partaken in festivities, well, not any time, but the majority of time, sometimes we'll say sometimes I partaken in the festivities of uh, Mary Jane. Uh, one of my favorite snacks, fruit. Fruit is amazing when you're high. Fruit is amazing. It's amazing when you're not high, but it is amazing in gen- when you're high. It's gonna high well. my, favorite thing, my favorite thing to do is take a shot to kill it and a watermelon and a chunk of watermelon right afterwards. It's the best thing in the world. It'll, it'll hydrate you immediately. Want to change your life? Next time you're drinking, or if we ever get up, or when we get up, the shots is on me, and I'm gonna bring a. We're gonna cut up a fucking watermelon, and we're gonna eat watermelon after we take shots of tequila. Dead ass. I have. It's gonna as change a southern man, fucking life, yeah. As a southern man, I have never had tequila followed by watermelon. I'm disappointed in myself. It's gonna change your life. Hey, Slim. 
Yeah. April, that would be a good thing to do. Just throwing it out there. I, I, I hear uh, that. I'm on it. I'm on it. Y'all will find out about April later on down the line. Um, <laughs> but yes, so let's make sure that we are eating right, that you're getting sleep. I used to be like, yo, five hours of sleep and I'm good. Yeah, that's my, my younger mind. days, four that's or five mind. hours. And mind. even even now, like I will go to sleep. Usually I would fall asleep like 1230 because the way that my sleep schedule is set up, I, I can anytime before 1030, 11 o'clock, I'll go to sleep. But then I wake up and be awake at like two o'clock in the morning. And then I'll be awake for an hour and a half or so. And then I get sleepy again. But then I got to be up in two hours. So then I'll be like, damn, if I go to sleep now, who's I don't know if my alarm is going to wake me up. And so therefore, you know, either I do go to sleep, but I'm stressing in my sleep to make sure that I wake up on time or shit, I just don't go to sleep until the last possible second, get a nice little nap in and then get up. So sleeping is very important as well when it comes to taking care of yourself physically and mentally, actually. Um, one thing that we did mention earlier, and especially going to your doctor, getting doctor's appointments, like uh, especially in the black male community, it is important for us to go get checked out by the doctor. Down here in the South, I have um, in my family, and I know some of y'all listening, probably in your family as well, high blood pressure is a thing, you know? And so it's very important to go get that checked out to make sure that you're straight, you're eating what you need to eat, working out, things of that nature, so that way it doesn't affect your body. Um, as well as getting checked for STDs, STIs, HIV, AIDS, all of that good stuff. It is very important that you do that also. Just because you might be dealing with a woman and she goes get checked and everything's good with her, it doesn't mean that everything's good with you. There are some STDs and STIs that honestly just reside in the mail, that you're the host for it. So just because she's clean doesn't mean that you are. And we shouldn't want to put anybody at risk, you know, to damage themselves physically, especially in the sexual realm. Definitely, yeah. We're all adults here, yeah. I don't, everybody, man or woman, should be getting fucking, whether you're fucking or not, should be getting checked every six months is my belief at least twice a year you know what i'm saying january and december whether you fucking at night homie like i do i would tell y'all anytime you get anytime before and after you have a new sexual partner you should at least get checked you know and even if you're even if you're not uh sexually active you still should get checked it's good to know your status Mm -hmm. 100%. and i do want to say like you know i mean I think uh, you made a good point about high blood pressure. You know what I'm saying? That's definitely related to what we eat. How that's related to our health. You know what I'm saying? And also, it's not always what you eat, too. Because me, personally, I mean, I eat pretty, like you said, I eat pretty clean. And I'm guilty of grabbing, you know, fast food, you know, every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Moderation, you know what I mean? Or every once now and then ain't going to kill a motherfucker. You know what I mean? However, um... I had high blood pressure, but my high blood pressure was stress-induced. It was purely stress-induced. You know what I'm saying? And we figured that out, you know, after a while. You know what I mean? After going to therapy and practice some coping mechanisms and things like that and practicing healthy ways to self-soothe and shit like that. You know what I mean? My my pressure came down and it's starting to stabilize. But it was that, uh, uh, and I refuse to go on medication. Don't always hop on. I, I listen. I work in the medical. Field. I believe in medicine. I'm not one of these niggas who don't believe in fucking medicine and blah blah blah. I believe in medicine. However, I don't believe. Um, in my case, that medicine, any type of high blood pressure pill, was necessity for me because it wasn't. Uh, uh, because it was controllable. You know what I mean? And it and that was uh. 
evident once I started going to therapy and we started monitoring it and it started coming down. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you do need high blood pressure medicine. You're absolutely right. But in my case, I'm not overweight. You know what I'm saying? You know, is it, does it run in my family? Yes, but not within my nuclear family, meaning my immediate brothers, parents. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I did. I chose, you know, not to go that route, and I, you know, chose another way to control the same thing with diabetes. You know, if you catch diabetes early enough, I'm telling you, it's a scientific fact. I know people personally who have not gotten on diabetes medicine. All they did was lose weight and stick to that shit. And they were able to overcome and beat diabetes. They beat a fucking disease. So it is possible. See, and I'm going to piggyback right there, Slim. So my dad does have diabetes, and we're trying to see if it's hereditary. Um, Because you just never know. You got to get checked or stuff like that. Um, So because of that, and in addition to just having high blood pressure, I actually have high cholesterol. That's why whenever we're on the lives and everything, I always got this with me. I always got tea with me, you know. Because um, I know one of the things is that green tea helps you decrease your cholesterol, which decreases your heart, um, your blood pressure as well. And I definitely needed it. Um, hence why I should go back to the beginning, the, the scare that I had. I just thought it went hand in hand. I was not eating well, you know, all this um, fast food, grease, you know, all that good shit that you love to have. But it's not that good for you if you don't have it in moderation, if you're having it all the time, you know, which was me. So you, you can drastically change your, your diet, your habits, things like that. Exactly what the fellas just said, everyone. Um, change all of that. And you, you don't necessarily have to get on medication, you know. I, I again, just like thing too, like I'm fine with medication, but I don't think it's the end-all, be-all. I look to try to find holistic remedies and things of that nature, you know. I'm big in that. And once I see those things are working, I know that these pills aren't the end all be all because sometimes these pills can fuck you up more than you already are. So Yeah, um, it depends on that what, what stage I'm at and where my progression exactly. is at and the, and the illness will determine if I need a route or if I need a route. You know, I mean the, the doctor said, Listen, man, take this and this will get rid of that hundred percent, then yeah, I may take it. But if you okay. if it's, if you're just trying to tell me to treat it to get someone to control and it's gonna be longevity with it, then I may try a different route, a more natural route. Do you understand? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not advocating eat uh, here nor there. I'm just saying case by case and, you know, you know, as it comes to analyze it and make an educated decision. You know what I'm saying? Educated decision. I'm with you. I feel it as y'all are saying all this. I just took a bite into some bacon. Um. <laughs> but, like, listen, ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. I just had a Taylor hand. For those of you listening, there is no such thing as turkey bacon. Bacon oh, derives from a pig. Right. Fried turkey slices. All right. We're not going to disrespect disrespect I, bacon like that. No, I can dig it. I can dig but, it. Uh, I shouldn't be eating it anyways. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, every now, every now, you know, it ain't going to kill you, bro. That's what I'm saying. I hate those people who be like, oh, don't eat that. Like, yo, man. So the reason why I shouldn't be eating it is because uh, maybe about three years ago, my body rejected bacon. Um, yeah, he started rejecting it. So I don't know if it's the bacon, the bacon grease. It wasn't pork in general, but it was bacon. Uh, but I've been feeding for Waffle House for right. a good little minute, and I got Waffle House right here standing in front of me. So I had to take a bite into the bacon at least to just, you know. But uh, <laughs> oh man, I feel you though. I feel you. Um, yo, I was telling my my old shorty one time we was in the south. I was like, yo, Waffle Houses ain't shit, but Chicken Shacks up there. 
Like, I don't think y'all got chicken shacks down there, but we got chicken. Hey, y'all got chicken shacks up there in Boston? We don't. We don't. All right. So that's tri-state shit. You know what I'm saying? We got, like, chicken shacks up here. But I believe y'all got waffle houses down there. It's just a dirty waffle ass house. Pot. Yeah. All right. So we'll get into waffle house another day. We'll get into waffle house another day. It's a great place. Some but, chicken uh, shacks. You some chicken shacks. You could sit there, but see, not nah, chicken shacks. It's like U.S. fried chicken, Kennedy's, and shit like that. Those are chicken shacks up here. I got you. Since you spoke of you know an old shorty uh, slim, let's let's go ahead and start talking about a little bit of dating and relationships. Um. Because we do have Val here, the dating and relationship advisor. I call him the expertise, but we'll say the advisor. I don't know if he likes the word expertise or not. I call him uh, the guru, the dating guru. guru. The dating guru. Hey, that needs to be your new uh, Instagram name, the dating underscore guru. There we go. So one uh, one question I wanted to pose to you fellas is, do you all believe that chivalry is dead? Absolutely not. 100% not. I don't think so. Only because I still see individuals here, um, and not even people in my, my sessions. Like, not even like I had a session with them and I taught them how to do this. Like, no. Like, there's still dudes out here that still want to um, open the doors, get flowers, you know, be shippers, do all that stuff. It's, and I'm only speaking from my experience only. I'm not speaking for all the gentlemen out here. Um, what I've noticed is that sometimes it's the females that make men do not want to be chivalrous. You know, they make them feel less than for it. They make them feel as if um, they're a simp. You know, they're doing all these things just because, all these things. Um, but no, I, there are a lot of men out there that still want to be chivalrous. There's still men that are chivalrous. It's just depending on the woman that they run into, it might not be appreciated. So that's what I've noticed. Absolutely. Um, hold on some. You're muted. You're muted. My bad. Hit the button. What, what's a simp? What, what is that? What's that? That's new shit. So a simp, what I've noticed, and the definition is always changing, I swear to you. So a simp is basically somebody, a man who does whatever the woman wants them to do without necessarily getting anything positive in return. And is that like a bad thing? Like, I mean, women say that's a bad it's, thing? It's or? supposed to be. It's looked at as alpha males as a bad thing. As some women, they see it as a bad thing. Some men do see it as a bad thing. Yeah. But to be honest, even as dominant and aggressive as I am, I'm still I'm a simp for my woman. No, I don't give a damn. Like, so why they put a, a connotation on it? That's weird. Like these motherfuckers is weird. That's some new shit, yo. Like, it's the way the world works sometimes. Yep. Nah, that ain't you no know. world. That wasn't my world, bro. That's these new kids, yo. That shit is different. Different. Like, cause that that's confusing to me. You know what I'm saying? That's the case, and I'm a simp ass nigga, yo. Like, <laughs> cause I like pleasing my woman. Like, I don't understand what the fucking. Like, I don't need. I'm not. Like, what you mean in return? What you mean? Exactly. What does it mean? You know, her, her happiness is the return that I'm getting. Yeah, you know? the fact that you put a smile on your face. It's exactly. You can you can be dominant. You can be aggressive. You can be the lead and still be a simp. Because you know, it's it's my woman. This shit, like that's corny. Like they that's why. Yeah, so I'm single, like guy. <laughs> they make it a derogatory term, but yeah, I, like, I see it as a term of endearment, especially when you're you're doing this. You're making your woman happy, you know, things of that nature. You're not necessarily 
wanting something back, like legit. But I mean, I guess technically you are because you want you do want to make your girl happy. You know what I mean? I mean, but but that's a satisfaction that that that's your satisfaction, but that's not material satisfaction. Exactly. I mean, that's something yes. that's just the emotion that she's gonna get. And you're right. We, I mean, we humans, so we want reciprocity in return, but it's not a yes. tit for tat thing. It's just like All right, I just want you to know that I got you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There are certain men who will look at even the smallest of actions, and some women who will look at the smallest of actions that you do for your girl. And like, weakness. yo, you did this. Yo, you a simp for doing this. Yo, you bought your girl cool. some flowers. You a simp. Oh, that's you, yeah, you wouldn't got your like we talked about pedicures and manicures. You wouldn't got your your nails done with your woman. You a simp, man. She yeah. had you doing this. You was it's kind of looking looked at as like being yeah. like I'm pussy gonna, whipped. Kind gonna, of. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get right up in them pussy yeah. too. I'm gonna get right. I'm gonna get them dicks <laughs> right afterwards. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, listen, my nigga. This is this right. is always my thing. I got to tell him how I like it. Exactly. First of all, I like exactly. First of all, I'm getting my pussy from her, nigga. I don't give a fuck what you gotta say. Yeah. Keep playing around, <laughs> and I'm gonna show your girl what a simp needs to be like as well for her. Yeah, so don't play with me. Don't hey, that- get flowers next, nigga. Fuck out of here. So yeah, that the simp turn to me is man, it's it's ridiculous, but. Um, Nah, I don't think chivalry is dead either. I don't think that it is as popular as it used to be back in the day. It's because, you know, the world has, has changed. You know, it's continuing to change. And some men, you know, they expect this from women and some women expect that from men. And I think that that focus lies within that. Well, I expect this from you. If I'm doing this for you, then you need to do this for me. Or it, it gets lost where like, no, nah, I'm doing this out of kindness of my heart because I'm rocking with you, you know. Whether you know men and women can be chivalrous, so whoever I'm, I'm doing this from the kindness of my heart because I fuck with you. you no, know, I like you. I'm enjoying you, so I don't mind doing things for you. And um, I know that somebody I was on Twitter the other day. Somebody posed a question since the holidays are coming up, and he was like, "You know, how how much do you spend on a gift or gifts for your partner during the holidays?" And I was thinking about it. And, you know, somebody made a valid point. And I agree with them. It's just like, yo. If that's my person, there's it doesn't matter. Like money, money's no issue. It can be how deep in my pockets. <laughs> exactly. It can be anything from twenty dollars that I know is something sentimental to her okay. to whatever. I'm not putting an amount, a set limit on it because that is my woman. Therefore, if it's something that I see that I want my woman to have or something that I know she says she wanted, I'm gonna get it for her. I'm not putting a price tag on it. I think the biggest thing with that, bro, honestly, is if she sees that you put some thought into that, like you didn't just walk into some surgery, like, oh, I'm going to grab this shit, here we go. You put some thought behind that, you know, there's some sentimental value, just like you just said, man. Like, your your person, if they legit are your person, they should appreciate that. And don't get me wrong, that is like I'm putting emphasis on my person. It's not just going to be some, you know, random woman that I maybe been talking to for two weeks or something like that. No, like this is my woman. Like I've shown her appreciation. I've been courting her or I've been after her. But at the same time, like she's been giving me the things that I need as well. I got a question, yo. What's up? This shit's about to be terrible, B. So. Is this Savage Slim coming out? Maybe. Uh so Here check it go. out. I'm gonna pose a, a situation to y'all, right? Tell me if like, you know, tell me what's up. So let's say y'all been talking to Shorty, right? Y'all been talking to Shorty, right? Maybe about, maybe about three weeks, maybe about four weeks or whatever. And like her birthday coming up, right after. But you just met her, right? no intentions to met her. You met her by accident, whatever. 
y'all hooked up. I mean, y'all been fucking, y'all hit it off, whatever. Her birthday's coming up. Are you obligated to like, like, you're not obligated to do anything for anybody. I, I will, I will let you know that. But as well, though, like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nice dude. I think you know. I like for people to smile, be happy, this other, especially one. If I'm even just talking to you, or if I just met you and we kick it off really well, you know. And I know it's your birthday. I'm like, yo, let's go do something for your birthday. So I'm, that's cool. You know, that's I'll cool. even. But if, especially if I'm fucking you. I'm going to at least get you something. Like, even if we're just like friends or if it's your birthday, you deserve to be celebrated for another year, you know. Now, not all the time. I'm not going to say it, it all depends on how I rock with you and how you rock with me, you know. But being obligated to do something, no, you're not obligated to do it. You can so decide, you know, to do that because a person makes you feel the type of way. I, I was just wondering. I just, I just had a question. Now, I'm, I'm gonna pick it back off of that. And then I want you to answer after that, Slum, because yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I, mean, I think you're gonna have a different answer afterwards. So, Val? Uh, no, definitely. Um, I, I'm with Miss Val. I don't think you should feel obligated to do anything. I see this as going two different places. So, this individual, yeah, you're fucking. And I'm gonna go with the impression of this person is making me feel something on the inside. This is somebody that, granted, it's been three, four weeks, but somewhere in there, like, she's very interesting. I wanna find out more about her. I wanna continue to date her. So that, that's the impression that I'm going with. So I see that getting her um, a gift or taking her somewhere, whatever it is, can probably springboard that relationship to places where it probably wasn't going to go. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's moving a little bit faster, whatever it is. They'll see it as, oh, well, this person must be really serious about me. You know, let me, um, I'm going I'm to take that into consideration. And now I'm, we're probably going to move things to maybe the next step, depending on how the individuals are, you know, because some people think, Four weeks is too fast. Some people think four weeks is too slow. It's, it's subjective, to be honest. You know, I think it's too fast, but that's just my opinion. Gotta take your time. Um, but if the individuals on that, we just met, why are you getting me this? And there are people out there like that. Like, why are you getting me shit? You know, obviously that's not your person, you know. Um, but now I, I'm gonna miss that. I don't think you should feel obligated to do it at all. But now, swim. I want to know what your opinion. <laughs> nah, I'm just, you know what I mean? Like, all right, so I want these niggas, like, if we just met and we just kicking it, we just kicking it, right? But if we already put, like, a tone on the situation and we know there's a cap on the situation, like, there's an end date on the situation, on our time, you feel what I'm saying? Um... Like, I don't know why I would invest like that much into you. Like, I would still do something for you. Like you said, don't get it twisted. Please, world. I'm a nice nigga. Like, I have intentions on, like, doing things. But when it starts becoming an expectation of you, you know what I mean? When you start expecting me to do things like that, that's where that's where my issue comes in. And now I'm not going to do anything because I'm not obligated to <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, like, let me do it out of the kindness of my heart. Yeah, like, I'm trying. If I told you, like, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Why you keep, like, putting an emphasis on this? Right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, because I'm not obligated to do it. And I feel like you're taking it for granted. Like, I'm obligated to do it, to do it when there's a cap on this. Like, you feel what I'm saying? It's my birthday. You got to get me something. Yeah, I don't have to do shit but stay black and die, my nigga. Like, <laughs> like. Especially when I just met you, like we just started. Right. Me, like, because even then, like I'm not expecting you to do shit for me for my birthday. 
not a guy. Like, it would be nice. It would be nice if you did. Cool. It would be appreciated, but I'm not expecting it. Yeah, and that's I'm the same sure, thing. Yeah, like, and I'm not gonna like. I don't know, but I'm one of them niggas too. I, you know, I know some people, their birthday is super duper important to them. I've never been one of them niggas. Like, I don't do anything on my birthday. My folks are always doing your birthday. Wherever the wind blows and takes me, that's what I do. If I, nobody call me, I'll just be in the house to my chilling. Yeah, I may have a little drink to myself. That's about it. Or sit my family, but I ain't. You're just, you're just happy to see another year. I'm happy to see another year. Contemplate, damn, do I want to keep going or should I just end this shit now? Do you understand my point? Like, <laughs> like. Like that's what I do. You feel me? But some people they bad. They birthdays like a big, big, big thing. You know what I mean? Or gifts. That's nothing I realized. Me growing up with my family, yeah. gifts ain't a big thing. We not materialistic. We have a lot of nice things in my family, but like we not materialistic at all because we know when we die, them shits ain't coming with us. Sure. So like, you know, I, so me growing up when I started getting relationships, when I meet a significant other and she puts so much emphasis on gifts like for me that's a little like different for me like it's a red it makes me feel the type of way i'm not gonna necessarily call it a red flag you know what i'm saying because it's that person but it's definitely you know it's definitely something a little different i feel you i feel you um so have you guys ever i vow i guess this wouldn't be really for you because you you know you got your person shout out to a day of royalty I don't know if she anywhere near the closet right now or she out there, but tell her we said what's up. Um, so I guess this is more for Slim than in myself. Do you ever feel like you let the one get away like a right time? Or if you, and Val, you can, you can touch on this. If there's a uh, right person, wrong time. If you ever felt like let the one get away. Oh, hell yeah. But also the, the, the right person, but wrong time. Um... Yes, y- yes, yes, and yes. Hey, real quick, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you continue to answer that, y'all ever y'all ever been driving in your car and you looking for somewhere to go, like the, the place that you're looking for? So like you turn your music down, like it's actually going to play into effect of you trying to find. That's how you just looked on camera. Like you got close to the camera while you got your headphones on. Like you were going to hear better with your headphones on if you got closer to the computer. I, but anyway, sometimes, man. I don't know. <laughs> nah, definitely. I definitely um, de- I definitely felt like, especially recently, I felt like uh, somebody from like like years ago, years, years, years ago, like oh six, oh seven, like kind of got away and shit. But in hindsight, I could say that she was way too mature for me back then. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? As mature as I thought I was, like, I was definitely, like, a fucking street nigga. I was definitely a different... I always She always took potential on me, and I appreciate her for that. And she, like, she's not... She doing her thing and shit, and I loved her personality. Her personality was so fire. But... And I just started following her on Instagram more recently. I ain't gonna stunt, but I ain't got the balls. So I ain't got the moxie to say nothing to her. But I'll just like her pictures from, you know, and she'll heart back and shit. I don't know if she made the connection yet, but whatever. That's another story. I'm going down memory lane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, as far as the one right time, I mean, right person, wrong time, that, a lot of that is just lust because I've never been with that person <laughs> to really know how they are and went to nitty gritty, but I really lust for that motherfucker. I mean, y'all know who she is and shit. She'd be in the, she'd be in the chat room and shit. I hope she had it. She know who she is too. I ain't going to 
ain't hey, gonna throw bro. an IG handle out there though. <laughs> um, you know, um, I can probably throw in a little something in there as well. You're funny, Slim. You are funny. <laughs> um, so before my wife became my wife, you know, so I met her legit like oh eight oh nine. Um, we was talking on MySpace. I know some of y'all remember MySpace. Um, and she, so basically, she told me straight up. She was very honest with me, and I always commend her for this. She was already talking to somebody else while she was talking to me in 08. And she said that she did not want to make a choice between the both of us. She said that she was, she said she wanted to see what would what would happen, you know. And I was like, I don't know what that means, you know. I'm still in high school. I'm not sure what that means. That's very vague. Plus, I'm very oblivious. I'll be very honest. I'm very oblivious. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, you know. But um, dude took the first step. Dude asked her out. She said yes. And she was honest with me. She was like, yeah, he asked me out. He said yes. Was I pissed? Yes. But she told me, like, it was because she thought that I wasn't as interested because I didn't ask. Got to gotta be quicker than that. Got to be quicker than that. Got to be quicker than that. Got to use that clip, you know, legit. You know, um, but I, I'm happy that happened. I'm happy that happened because she dealt with him and she saw how he was. And he, he wasn't the one, obviously, because now we're married. Um, but I'm glad that I waited because she... She thought that she was the shit, honestly. You know, when she hears this, she's going to be like, damn, you told them that for real? But no, nah, she <laughs> thought she was the shit. She did. Um, she's a little full of herself, you know. Um, rightfully so. But then when we got back up and she saw, like, how I was, I never changed, same dude, all that stuff, she said that she made the wrong decision and she wished that she could go back. But she's glad that we gave it time because since then we were friends until we finally got together. Yeah. So that, that's my so how, how many years was it? Because you said that was 08 or 09. How many years until I got back together? So 08, 09, we legit started um, dating and we got into a relationship 2014, January 2014. 2014? Oh, damn, that's nice. Okay, so, so it, was like, it was like five years, roughly. Yeah. Okay. So that's what's up. In there, in and out, whatever. We just happened to fall back together. I don't know. I understand that. So that poses the question, kind of ish. Um, single you versus relationship you. Two different people? Absolutely. Definitely. 100%. Um, relationship me, I'm more laid back, to be honest with you. You know, like I'm still chasing because I believe you're supposed to still always, I guess, chase. I don't want to use the word chase. Pursue. You're, yes, you're still. I like chase. Chase is good. Chase your woman. Chase? Okay. Either one, yeah. Yeah, chase pursue. Like you're still trying to to wow them. You know what I mean? But not with the same emphasis as before. You know, like yes, you do have them. Yes, yes, you should continue to do the things that you did to keep them. You know, to get them in the first place. Absolutely. But with me, it's not the same vigor. It's more as a common. So, for example, um, single me. Damn, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What does she like? Relationship me. She likes this. I know she likes this. Let's go here. You know, things are more solid. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, You don't got to put more uh, thought behind it because you know your woman. You know what you're dealing with. You kind of know what her shit is. And you know what I mean? I think uh, the biggest thing is really trying to maintain yourself because you know sometimes motherfuckers get complacent women too you know what i mean once they get in relationships yeah. they get a little complacent so so try to maintain your swag your freshness right it's so real quick real quick i like how you put that because that that wasn't what i was thinking of um but like when you're dating someone versus when you're in a relationship with them dope i guess i meant like you know more in the talking stage like yo 
we're gonna know each other like this, this or either you you gauge interest in me while i'm single like i may be flirting talking to some other chicks but like don't take that to be this is what i'm gonna do when i'm in a relationship just because you see this i'm acting this way it doesn't mean that i'm the same way in a relationship so as you being the relationship and dating advisor how do you see and feel about that I think that individual should still be interested. So if you're, you're single, you're asking questions, you're trying to figure out this person, you're trying to understand them, what they like, what they don't like, favorite color, favorite food, whatever it is, you know. Um, when you're with them, you should still be doing the same thing because you never stop learning somebody. You never stop learning right. the person, you know. So I've, I've been married for two years. I've been friends with this woman for over 10 years, and I'm still learning new things about her, you know. You never stop learning about your person. So I think that's one thing that, that should legit, stay throughout the whole entire time that you're with your person always be interested in them because it's once the day that they notice that you like kind of like stopped you're not interested in finding out more about them that ship is about to sink absolutely because I've, I've had that happen before as well we're like you know things can be going good for two weeks but then when i start to see that okay the phone calls aren't coming like i, I don't mind making phone calls as well but like okay the phone calls aren't coming and as normal, or the text messages aren't, and the conversation is different. Like, yo, you're showing me that you're, you're basically not interested anymore. Either you're busy, you know, I, granted, I'll give you benefit of the doubt. If you're busy, you're busy. I understand that as a busy person. Yeah. But, you know, after about a week or two, and I see things have, have shifted and changed, then, okay, you're not interested. We're just going to continue doing our own thing each and leave it there. Yeah, man. No, like people. Um, I don't even think this is this is this is a gender thing. People in general, they they notice when you start losing interest in interest in them. You know, they they mm-hmm. they tend to either that's how people get ghosted sometimes. You know, you're not showing right. interest, in, so it's like, why am I still showing interest? You know, should I even still be calling them? And then you you just stop. You know, um, I don't think the game has changed that much over the years. Um, but obviously it is different. Like I'm interested, like Slim, like for you, for example, I know that you're talking to somebody, you know, um, don't you still find yourself still trying to like find out? They'll just put your business all out there, boy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm I'm going off of what he said. No, just mess with you. No, Val, say it again. Say it again, Val. Don't I find what? So for example, like, aren't you still trying to find out different things about them to like, wow them or like you know do like i know she likes this so let me take her over here things of that nature no not anymore i was though at one point can i ask why is that okay yeah you can ask why um <clears throat> so me and shorty uh fell out because y'all um y'all, y'all know what i'm trying to do you know what i'm saying anybody don't know you know what i'm saying i'm um you know i just came out of a, a five-year relationship Prior to that, I was in the eight year relationship with my baby mom and shit. You know what I mean? I got a daughter and I'm back in school. You know what I mean? I'm on a mission right now. So mm-hmm. I'm on the verge of graduating. I graduate in, in two fucking weeks from now. Yeah. Shout out to you, my guy. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it, fellas. And I have my bachelor's. And when I um when I first met Shorty, it was unintended, had no plans on getting into a relationship. She was from out of state. You know what I'm saying? And um she pretty much um when I first met her, she told me that, hey, she was about to leave the state again because, you know, she, her time was up here. She'd been here for like a year. She had to leave the state. So I'm thinking, you know, all right, bet. We just fucking being companions, being friends. You know what I mean? And that's that. 
you know, she obviously, you know, she started, she caught feelings for me very extremely quickly. That was a red flag for me. You know what I'm saying? Um, certain, uh, the way she was moving certain shit was a little bit of a red flag for me. You know what I'm saying? And my biggest thing was, um, the way she was talking, you know what I'm saying? Like her tone and the way she, she, I started noticing she was kind of condescending. You know what I'm saying? I started, I started noticing, and I'm not sure because she was older than me. She had me about like a good four or five years, I think four years. So, you know what I mean? I'm not sure because she was condescending and shit like that, but I was completely honest. You know what I'm saying? Um, I told her like, listen, you know, I, I can see myself with you, but not right now. You know what I mean? We got to, I got to finish school. I'm not trying to move. I just moved out of my spot. I'm not trying to move into another spot right now in a second. I'm trying to go into a house. I'm saving money right now. Let me keep building my bank up. Like I got to pretty much, I got a plan and I'm not going to derail my plan because I just, because you hopped out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, um, you know, and one day she uh, made a comment that, you know, and the whole time I was telling her, like, listen, you need to, this is not going to work out if you keep talking to me like this, if we keep heading down this route. Like, we're, but I wasn't yelling and I wasn't screaming and I wasn't making a spectacle because I'm not that type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? And I know my worth. You know what I'm saying? It's no need for none of that. We're not that invested. I'll just walk away. I started noticing she was having um, attachment issues, extreme attachment issues, mm-hmm. like shit like that. It was just too much. So, so let me ask you this. Were these things that you were noticing? Was it things that y'all talked about or you just kind of started noticing? Um, it's, things, that this was the- it's, it's things that we would talk about that we would, mm-hmm. I, would, I would bring it out as I noticed it. You know what I'm saying? And right. she would address it loosely, but, you know... My thing is, you know, and once I created the real separation, it became a thing of, oh, I'll change, I'll do this, and I'll do that. And my thing is like, yo, sweetheart, nobody change overnight. And B, you're 37. I don't want you to change because of me. You know what I mean? Right. You just, I just want you to be a decent person. That's it. Like, talk like to me, be you, know, you but like, still you know, like have the morals and the yeah, you know, decency like, of everything yeah, else. Yeah, like, because I don't talk to you. Like, I show you respect. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You, I said, and nothing, we from two different coasts. You from the other side of the country, from the West Coast. So, like, I say, yo, we just we two different people culturally, dog. We gotta respect that shit. Dog. Like, of course, your way is not the right way. My way ain't the right way. It's more than one way to skin a cat. Like I said, doesn't absolutely, absolutely. So, God, so like with 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 that being said, um, one thing that I do believe is big and and Val and Slim, y'all can probably attest to this: is to listen to your listen to your partner, listen to what they're telling you they need, you know, from you. Or they need in general in life and not what you think that they need or, you know, how you feel about a certain situation. It's opposed to like receiving a gift, you know, with a gift, I can get you something where I think that you might need it, but you can take it back if you don't need it. But if there's something that in a relationship, like a mental or emotional thing that you need, I can't I can't give you that and then take it back because it wasn't fulfilling to you, you know, so it's very important to listen to your partner and um, that they're telling you certain things like they're telling you this for a reason, you know, because this is how they feel about that or this is how they want things to go. And even if it doesn't line up to maybe like how you want things to go, a conversation is needed to be had and at least a compromise at the least a compromise needs to be made, you know, because I think a lot of relationships, they, they suffer from that. Definitely. I would definitely agree. Like, and we, and we had many conversations, you know what I'm saying? But I, you know, 
And I tried to compromise as best I could, but like, I'm not really, I don't believe in beating a dead horse. You know what I'm saying? And I know the definition of insanity. So like, my thing is like, B, you know, and it's too early. Once again, it's only within the first like month and a half, baby. We should be in fucking ecstasy. You feel what I'm saying? It should be nothing but pussy juice and come everywhere. Like, that's it. Nothing else. You feel what I'm saying? So like, because we don't live together. We ain't got no kids together. We don't have the same stresses. You feel what I'm saying? I really don't understand it. So for me, it's like, yo, I'm not going to yell. And I told her, I said, I don't know because I'm not screaming. I'm not yelling at you. you you're taking it for a weakness, but I'm not, I'm not going to stress myself out, bro. I got other shit I got to worry about, bro. Like, and I'm not even mad at you. We just, we ain't fit. You know what I mean? We could probably find, meet me at the bar always, but that's about it. You know, like we just, we ain't, it ain't that type of. Ain't that type of world. It's unfortunate. And certain things, you know, she would try to say, like, this is how I show my love. I understand what you want, and this is why I show. Let's meet in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right, that compromise. Yeah, like, you're not trying to compromise at all. You know what I'm saying? So you want it your way or the highway, guy. And, or somebody you could – I felt like at the end of the day, she wanted somebody who she could kind of control. Or she felt like because she was fucking me, like, oh, well, you know, I'm a – you know what I mean? Like, I got him. You know what I'm saying? Or, or he could, he mine, or he gonna do what I want, or whatever the case may be. Right. I will never be controlled. Sorry. Especially not now. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So, a couple, yeah. So, a couple other things I wanted to, um, to touch on. Um, because I've seen it a lot lately being territorial, various controlling slash possessive. So let's say if you could within maybe two minutes each, because I, I, I like to view myself as a territorial person. Like I'm not possessive. You don't belong to me. Like in my mind, even then, like you're my person. Yes. But you're your own person. You don't belong to me. But when it comes down to it, I'm going to do my best to protect you, to guide you, to make sure you're safe and things of that nature. So if you guys could each maybe for like one or two minutes, you know, Tell the difference between territorial and possessive. All right, I think territorial is you're like I I compare it to like you're a lion, you know, like you care about your 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 person, you know. If somebody's coming into the house and they're trying to ruin that shit, or you know this person and you know how they can get into like mess shit up kind of thing, then you're you're looking at it sideways sideways and you're letting your person know like hey you know just be careful with this you know obviously you're your own person but i'm just letting you know be careful be careful um sometimes it's more like a i think you should back up from the person this is my reasons why you choose to do what you want to do kind of thing so it's like you're still giving them the opportunity to make up their mind and you're respecting them because they're their own person as opposed to being possessive everything you say goes it doesn't matter what your partner says at all you know, like you want them here right next to you, they're here right next to you. I think that's the difference. And obviously I think possessive is is not the best thing in a relationship at all. Like and that's just putting it lightly. Um territorial makes sense. You're protective. Um possessive, I I think that's a little bit of an issue. That's my opinion. Yeah, I had to completely agree with Val. Um I mean, when we break it down like that, I would say she was more possessive as opposed to territorial. A hundred percent. Like she needed, she needed psychological help on some G shit. That's and that's with love, but that's another story. That's for insecurities I didn't provide. But let me get off that topic. I'm about to say, Slim. We we talking in general, big dog. I mean, yeah. if you want to go in about her, you know, it's all good. Cause no, y'all piss me off now, but it's all good. Look, I feel like I feel like um, cause she was cool, dog. But listen, um. 
Definitely. Territorial is more of a protective state, I feel like. You know what I mean? Protecting the den. You're more of an overseeing and just saying, you know, I'm just making sure you good, space is good. You know what I'm saying? Whereas possessive is more like an ownership type right. of thing. Like you have no say, so you really have no flexibility. You know, it's what I say goes. Give me the, I'm controlling the money. I'm picking out your outfits. Give mm-hmm. me your paycheck. I'm picking out what we eat in. I think that's more possessive. You be here at this time, whereas territorial is like, you know, I'm just letting y'all know, you know, this mine. Un- she said, understand. She protected. Think twice. Exactly. And it for for a young Mr. L, that was something that I had to learn because some things I would I was doing I thought fell under territorial, um, you know, category, but it would be under the um, possessive and controlling. And so I'm not going to say that I haven't been there. I haven't done that because, you know, trial and error, you know, you have to learn these things and you don't know really until you get corrected. And so, um, yeah, just like even like, yo, I don't want you going out tonight or I don't want you wearing that tonight. You can it's perfectly fine to voice your discomforts with something, you know, perfectly fine. But you if your partner so chooses and desires to go against that, like. It's not up to you to decide whether or not. Now, if we're talking in a sexual realm, dom sub, then that's a different story. But in a relationship, you know, you don't you don't own the person, you know, and it's it's very important. And that's something I didn't I never thought that I owned my person. It was more along the lines of like, okay, I didn't like anything, but the way I would say it or the way I would deliver it would kind of come off as a possessive, where I thought that I was being territorial. So it is very important for us as men to realize what is the difference between the two. Um, Last thing on dating and relationships. Men being hot and cold in relationships and being open kind of with their partners. Um, I had a friend of mine who she reached out and she didn't mind because she was going to throw it into the Instagram live, but she was just like, you know, she's been dating dude for a couple of years. They've been friends for quite some time and they, they tried it once, didn't quite go well, but now they're trying it again. But some days it's like, yo, go do your own thing. But then some days it's like, no, you're you're mine, you know. And so I wanted to get, especially yours, Val, um, yours as well, Slim, but especially yours being the dating and relationship advisor, like men being hot or cold, you know, what what can we do to be better about that and be more vulnerable? Um, I think that men need to feel safe to express themselves, period. So one of the things that I would say is if the woman is making space, creating a space with that, with their partner in mind to be free, to say what they got to say, you know, being interested in their day, for example, like how was work, you know, something as simple as that. Letting them know, like, hey, I'm interested in your day. I'm interested in what's going on. I'm interested in your mind. Or even just one day randomly, y'all are watching TV together. What's on your mind? You know, something as simple as that could definitely give the opening to get somebody to really, like, talk to you about what's going on in their mind, what they're thinking about, what they're going through, things of that nature. I'll, I'll tell you right now, if a man does not feel safe to express himself, he will not do it. He will absolutely not do it, and he'll choose to go do it to to express themselves with somebody else that makes them feel comfortable to do so you know you don't create that space if you're not intentional about creating that space for your partner to speak and i'm I'm talking about men and women but specifically men since it's harder for us to emote um if that space is not created 
Or let's say they gave you a chance, actually. They started to express themselves about something that's really bothering them or whatever. And you were just like, oh, well, you'll get over it. You just destroyed that space. You just destroyed the opportunity to get to know your person on a deeper level. So you need to continue to consistently create that space so they're not hot and cold. You know, consistently create that space so they can feel comfortable to open up to you. So if they are creating that space, then what would you tell them? Like you're creating that space for them to feel open, you know, but they're still not doing it. And it's it's literally affecting you. You know, how would you tell them to move? Like, what would your advice to them be? As Slim's rub, rubs his nipple piercings on camera. <laughs> I, I, I was scratching my chest. <laughs> I would tell them legit to have that sit-down conversation because sometimes we don't know what we don't know. You know, I, I started off this, co- this podcast saying that I'm oblivious. There's a lot of men out there that are oblivious. You know, you might be creating this space, but they don't know that you are, you know. Like, you need to go to him and tell him straight up, I want to be able to create this space for you to talk to me about whatever you want to talk to me about. Tell me what you need from me, you know? If he can't respond to that, like, to talk to you, give him some time first because maybe it might catch him off guard, like, damn, like, she really wants to know me, you know, she really wants to know that. Give him some space, but make sure you revisit that conversation. Don't, like, don't dive deep into it, like, I right. need you to answer me kind of thing. Just be like, hey, mm-hmm. I brought this up the other day. You know, I really want to get to know you much better. You know, what's going on? Talk to me about it. You know, don't turn it into this is affecting me. I need you to talk to me because now it's not about him. It's about you. You know, mm-hmm. make it about him. Make him feel comfortable to come to you and have that conversation with you. If that still does not work, honestly, that's that's not you. The issue is with him. Whatever it mm-hmm. is that's going on, you know, this is where so do I you, throw in um, the, the therapy thing, like Simba said. Go ahead. So I was going to ask, so if it was a him situation then, you know, what what would you say to him, you know, being a dating advisor and you have a woman who is there trying to, you know, do all those things? What would be great for, for you to do to try and, you know, get to that point where it salvages either your relationship with the person or to help the person understand why you're either hot or cold when it comes to the relationship with them. Uh, so basically as the guy you're talking about? Yes. Okay. So I have my individual, she's trying to make this space and all this stuff, whatever. And I'm choosing, I'm still hot or cold. Um, I would see what's going on within myself. To, and I would ask myself, this person is doing everything that they need to do to make me feel comfortable. Why am I still not opening up to that? You know, I got you got to do that that exploration. If you're not self-reflection, that's a better word for me. If you're not reflecting and trying to understand why you're not opening up to this person, like we said earlier, like it could be the stigma of trying to um, find out what's going on with your mental. You know, you're, you're stressed. You don't want to admit it. You know, whatever it is, um, I would throw in seek seek assistance. Talk to somebody. Um, if you don't want to go to a therapist at that moment, that's fine. But you need to talk to your friends and be like, this individual is trying to be here for me. I don't necessarily know how to react to it. What do you think I can do? And I'm not talking about any friend. I'm talking to somebody who will sit down to you and give you unbiased um, conversation, unbiased opinion. And if you, if that still does not work for you, I would definitely absolutely go to a professional. 
and talk that stuff out because again, it might be childhood. It's something that you went through. It could be conversations right. you had with people and you didn't feel like it helped you out. You know, you would have to do that work because you don't want to mess out on a potential blessing. Not a lot of women make space for men to speak their mind. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that's important about what you said. A couple of things you hit on, like number one, um, I think the timing is a big thing. You know what I mean? And the way in which you present it. You know what I'm saying? Don't demand an uh, answer of him, you know, to just because that can be shocking, especially to a black man. I feel like just to put me on the spot and ask me to just be pouring all my feelings out that we may not even have all together or even know where to start. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a very important factor. Um, I think it's important for your significant, your significant other to create that space. Like you said, don't force it on them, but just say, you know, this, you know, I'm here for you. You know, I got you. I'm going to talk about some things, yo. Like you seem like you go through a lot. You know, you work a lot. You're in school. Whatever, the, whatever your stresses may be. You know what I'm saying? That they notice because that's also letting your partner notice. Let me notice as my partner that you acknowledging some of my stresses and the shit I'm going through. For me, that would make me feel good. You know what I'm saying? I'm not in this alone a little bit. Um, I think that's very, very important to. Um, Giving that space. I mean, I think one of the best times to do is in the drive. If y'all been having a good drive someplace, you know what I'm saying? Y'all vibing the music, just turn down, just, you know, let them motherfucking know. Like, yo, I'm here. I'm good if you want to. Time out, time out, time out, time out. No, Slim. Hey, listen, love you. You my guy. Last place I need a, last time, like, last place I need a woman to confront you about somewhere is while she's in the car and you driving. All right. I don't mean, I'm not saying confront, though. I'm not saying confront. Because you might leave them where. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not saying confront everybody who has been listening to my podcast. Don't confront me when you're You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Because <laughs> Slim will leave you where you stand. All right? at, one, at one point, I thought about leaving. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to go hey. back to this last one. But at one point, I was going to leave her in the mountains. But that's a different story. <laughs> so... <clears throat> we say she's, all that to she's, say that. She's going to be alive. Listen, I'm nothing like that. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm we say all that to say that it is very important for both parties to try and make the other feel comfortable, you know, enough to share these things with each other. Yeah, and then to be honest with yourself that if you try and do everything that you can for yourself, cater to their needs and it's still not working, that that just may not be the situation for you. You know, it's perfectly okay. I believe that there's somebody out here for everybody. We talked about that on the Instagram live last um, this past Wednesday, but there's somebody out there for everybody. Um, all right. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm still like wrapped up in slim leaving people where they are. I'm glad you didn't leave her in the mountain slim. Thank you. I, appreciate it. I didn't. I did not. We, I did we were not. talking about you. I started recording. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> oh, man. All right, cool. Let's transition over into into a more sexual realm because y'all know me. We're about the filth and about the sex, but we are still focusing kind of on men, you know, and men and men's business and, and things that we need to get better at as men and things that we can do as men. Um, so one thing that I have still been seeing a lot of, and it's probably going to be a, not an issue, but a talking point for years to come is, being, is men being more comfortable in the bedroom to experiment and do different things. Slim, I know you talked about the Kama Sutra Wednesdays that you that you did on the last episode. So make sure you go check that last episode out. Again. Has there been anything recently new that you that you've done to continue to kind of like, you know, 
spice up the bedroom or well, branch well, out and experiment a little bit? I mean, not really, to be honest with you, because Kama Sutra Wednesdays is something I practice when I had a significant other. I mean, I would practice it with somebody who wasn't my significant other. Just haven't found anybody who's been down. It doesn't hit the same when it's not your significant other. Yeah, but if you got good sexual chemistry, you got good sexual chemistry. I believe that I is very true. Believe that because I got sexual chemistry with a lot of motherfuckers who ain't we may not mesh on a relationship status. You know what I mean? As my parents Absolutely. said, as my parents said, we mesh horizontal. We don't mesh vertically. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, um, not recently, but I mean, I've had some good fucks lately. I'll say that. <laughs> Great fuck. Did you nut? Because you're the oh, dick yeah, that yeah. never nuts. So yeah, but, but check it out. But check it out. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> I did know, right? But it took me seven days. Literally seven days before I nut. And she was talking shit by the seventh day. Like, you know? I'm going to send you a clip that somebody sent me. As a matter of fact, I'm going to send it to both of y'all. And then the next time we all get together, we'll talk about it. But it was, um, there was some guys talking about... One guy was like, you know, after... It may be the third time that he's had sex with a woman, or it could be the seventh time. That's when he usually comes because, for whatever reason, you know. So that might be a tribe right there. Well, for me, I just felt more comfortable with her. By the, I got to know her over those seven days, and by the seventh, mm-hmm. I got to feel real comfortable with her. She got so real do you, comfortable. So with do me. you find you find yourself being able to come? Because if those of you who haven't listened to the episode previous, our guy Slim just he, he does nut. You know, most I mean, of the I times, do, most I, no, of no. the times, I gotta be comfortable with. You. I gotta be extremely comfortable because so, for her, once I once I started, it, I had no problem. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I after, a, I, after I did it, she was like seven whole nights. <laughs> she said, so one Tony of, Braxton, one of my best friends, like he he's kind of set up the, the same way. Where I didn't know until this year. Like we've been best friends since middle school. You know, and he was just like, yo, I. I I really have never really come during sex. It's only been like maybe two women that he's really, you know, come to. And I'm just like, yo, that's that's wild, one. But two, I'm just, I, I've always been trying to get into the mental aspect of like, why is it? Do you refuse to? Or is it just because like, you're not your person? Or is it just like comfortability level? So the fact that you acknowledge that it's a comfortability, like I got to be comfortable enough for you. Yeah, but I, I just I just noticed that recently. Remember when I, last episode when I told y'all, I had no idea. The last episode we had, part one of this, when I made that comment, I, right. I I made a discovery in between that point and now. Like that's what it is, y'all, because I have no problem getting an erection, I have no problem maintaining an erection, I have no problem stabbing your guts up. It's just I can't. And you said you got the you got the compilation of videos to prove it because <laughs> you're a whole you know Spike Lee when it comes to sex tapes. Apparently, I do, I do, I am. I got. So I move. I'm movie tapes real quick. All right, so you got the iMovie and you and you add special effects to it. You got the I do, the, I do. I made one that was like a little two minute trailer, which is just little clips. It's like a trailer. It's legit like a trailer of a movie. It's fucking crazy. It got like the Fox Century lights and shit in the beginning, the Warner Brothers symbol all types of shit. And then uh, I made the fucking uh, I mean theme music and all. Like I'm shot the fuck out, guys. Yeah, we're gonna shake that theme music behind it. And then, <laughs> and then uh. I made another one that's probably about right now. I think it's about seventeen minutes long. So let me ask you this: Is this is this something for you, or do you share with like your lady? Is it the same woman, or what is? Because I know there are women who like to see like their so, men have sex with other women. Uh, so, oh uh, damn! I can't. Yeah, yeah, we're putting your business out here. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna say that I have 
I have the majority of it is with one woman and have another one that I could probably combine now that's making me think about it. That can combine and just makes a crazy montage. Uh, <laughs> I do got two that I could probably bring together and make one long ass fucking movie. That'd probably be dope. But yeah, man. I mean, I'm weird like that. I don't know, man. Call me what you want, bro. I, I, I like I, you I like, good. I, I like making sex sex eggs myself. So you you all good, valid. With respect to a day of royalty in yourself and your marriage, you can choose to answer it or not. Do y'all make sex apes? Like, even in marriage. Like, I know that, I think that a lot of people, unfortunately, they do a lot of things when they're single, opposed to when they get into a relationship or when they are married. So, like, is there are there certain things, whether sex tapes, sex things, and the news, different things that after marriage you still spice up the bedroom that you guys that you do? Oh yeah, so we've definitely recorded ourselves. Um, we we like stuff like that. I don't know, we crazy. Um, I'm not with the special effects. I'm I'm not good at it, and I don't know if I was good at it. If I would do it, I don't know. But <laughs> you would, you would. It's so simple. I probably, probably would, but um. No, um, yeah, no, we have no issue with that at all. Um, and we still explore. We like doing different things, um, trying different things, because we like to keep it spiced up, you know? Like, granted, yeah, we have our position that we like, but we like to throw in different things all the time. We, The fact that we're so comfortable with ourselves in order to do that, um, I think it's a beautiful thing. I do, too, because a lot of the guys that I know that are married, they're usually like, yo, don't get married because this changes and this changes. And we see it also in TV shows or commercials and movies where after you're married, like sex just goes down the drain. I I think that's one of my fears. I mean, one thing I can attest to, and I don't know, and I never got a chance to fully experience this, but I know when you have a kid, it really fucking changes things. Like, especially with y'all both working and shit. Like, I'm talking I'm not talking about pregnancy. Pregnancy pussy is the best pussy on the planet. And it's amazing. I'm talking Agreed. about I'm talking about after, like, um, you know, when you when you know the baby's here now, y'all going through that first year, like that was a struggle for me. I ain't gonna front. Like, granted, that's when me and my baby mom really started going through it anyway. So that probably changed the dynamic. But in the few times when we did have good times, I remember being in a struggle, like, to get it in, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's one of my fears. Like, when I settle down and shit, I need somebody who, you know, while the fucking chicken nuggets in the oven for the baby, you bend over the washing machine real quick. Like, you know, I need little quick shit like that just for the fuck of it. That's just me. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. So, Val, being the one that is married out of the three of us, like... You're still able to spice it up. Like sex is not one of those things that's been on the decline since you've been married. I would I would not say decline. I would never say decline. I would say that it goes like this. And it has nothing to do with us on the physical level. It's all about what's going on in her body. You know, um, so for I think I said this to you guys before, but it, just in case she has lupus. So sometimes yeah. she might have flare-ups, you know. So obviously when she has flare-ups, she's in pain. We're not doing it, you know what I mean? Gotcha. That's when, like, the massages come out. You know, you're doing whatever you got to do to soothe your lady. Um, right. But when that's not in the equation at all, like, it's regular. Like, for, for me, I know regular is very subjective. But for me, regular is at least three, four times a week, you know. Okay. And I, I think it's great. Sometimes it might be, like, twice because work might be fucked up. Yeah. You know, she's just like, nah, I'm pissed off, dude. No, no, that's cool. That's cool. But on the regular, three, five, three, five times a week, ebbs and flows. Yeah. 
Understood. Dope. Yeah, because like a lot of, like I said, the world, whether it's TV, movies, whatever, it portrays marriage as, well, once you get married or you get in a relationship, these things start to decline. And that's not really the case, you know. So for those of you out there who are thinking about getting married, who are thinking about being in relationships, just know that, you know, we have Val right here, living testimony. who's like, hey, after marriage, like, you know, we still get it in, you know, when we can, three, three, five days out of the week. Three, five days out of the week. I'll throw in one more thing here, too, Mr. L, because you just said it. So granted, yeah, we're still doing all that stuff. But what people tend to do is when you get married, that, that's it. You feel like you won. You're the champion. You have nothing else yeah. to, to do. Work that's for. why mm-hmm. sometimes y'all sex life declines because y'all are not doing the same thing that y'all was doing to get your lady in the first place. I just want you to better preach, that. preacher. <laughs> preach, preacher. Because like, I, I couldn't imagine myself being in a relationship or marriage where we're still not sending news to each other. We're still not texting. Like All the things that I enjoy now, if we're even in the get to know you or the dating stage, like no, I still want that to happen while we're together. Like, that's the thing. I can see the same titties, you know, 365 days out of the year and still be excited about it. So send them to me. Like, I'm going to enjoy you. I'm going to enjoy all parts of you. It's like, you know, some guys are just like, yo, you got to fuck the same pussy. I'm going to raise raise your one because you can keep the news. Just come meet me for a quickie, dog. I had that happen before, y'all. I had shorty one time me come to my job one time. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There we go. It's very important. Like, and I think that's both parties, but especially as the males, don't think just because you got her, you know, that's it. You're done. You've done your job. Nah, continue to do your job. And don't ladies, don't stop there. Ladies too. Ladies too. Yeah, that's yeah of course. Of course. Um, I know one thing. Is moaning in the bedroom. Uh, do, do y'all moan in the bedroom? I know y'all. We've talked about it. I think on the Instagram live a while back. But do y'all moan in the bedroom? I do if I'm com- if I know you. It depends. It's, it's all about a comfortability level for you. Yeah, man. It's all about comfortability level. Like you know what I mean? If we, if you some skis I just picked up at the bar some shit. Like I'm a, I probably nah. ain't gonna moan for you. But if you like. Somebody but see, with with the with the moans though, even if like I, as each one of us had a one night stand, raise raise your hand if you have. Boom. Even if that, like, I want that to be one of the best sexual experiences you've ever had. Even if I'm not, even if I'm not going to see you again after it. So I'm giving. I, I might not give you every single thing I got, but like I'm giving you a good amount of it because I want you to. A lot of women turn up more when they get those reactions out of men. Listen, so I want it to be a great experience for me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna moan with my shit. I'm I moan when sucking titties when eating pussy when I'm fucking you when I'm, I'm getting head. I'm giving you the best I got all the time. We established that this past Wednesday. I'm always giving you the best that I got. However, when it comes to the moan, I I, I got to feed off your reaction. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna feed off your reaction, like, cause some girls, I'm not, especially with one night stand. Some girls ain't always a good fuck, yo. Let's keep it fun, cause we know. Oh, very true. Fuck. You, 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 you gotta fuck. earn that moment. Yeah, you gotta earn yeah. the moment. You gotta of course, earn yes. the moment, though. Like, I'm not gonna yes. just deliver that shit. You know what I mean? Cause hey, you, what you doing to me may not constitute a moment. You ain't fucking me back or why? You know what I mean? Very true. You know what I mean? 
throwing me off the like, bed. Like, like, don't expect for me to do this if you're not really pleasing. I'm not gonna sit here and bullshit yeah, you. you know? We talked about good. we talked about faking the orgasm on the yeah. last Instagram yeah. live. You know? Yeah, but that's the extra strategy. That's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, not, okay. I'm not gonna fake a moment just to you know make you feel good if it's not gonna be that good. You know, it's, a bootleg, a, 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 a bootleg orgasm is a motherfucking exit strategy. You feel me? A fucking fake moan is just a fake moan. Like, nah. That's false hope. So we can all agree that fellas, if she is making you feel that way and that you need to let out a moan, that you need to let out a grunt, a cuss word, whatever it is, please do that because a lot of us, we we are auditorial people. Like, yo, I want to hear it. I want to know that I'm making you feel this good. So if they have earned it, then let that fucking moan out. You're good. I grunt like a fucking caveman and beat my chest like King Kong. You ever heard the song Gorillas by Bruno Mars? Yep. I f- that that's what I see you as right there. Something that is your song. Uh, <laughs> but um, going back to uh, so I wanted to bring this up earlier and I forgot, but it is very important to as men have a group of fellas, you know, boys. It could be one, it could be two that you could talk to about anything, whether it's mental, your mental health, your physical health, your sexual health, your relationships, all of that, and um. I think that is very important for us to do opposed to just keeping everything to ourselves. Like, because you never know what you can learn from one another, you know, whether um, it's like, yo, I'm going through this at work. Well, hey, listen, man, you know, I'm here. To, I'm here to listen. If you need to talk, like there's nothing wrong with that. Having an open ear to listen to your boys talk. Um, oftentimes I work with a lot of young men, you know, usually teenagers, preteens. And I'm constantly telling them, like, yo, you, just because you do this, you tell your boys you love them, you give them a hug or you, you know, check on them. It doesn't mean that you are gay. It doesn't mean that you're a soft. It doesn't mean any of these things. It means that you genuinely care for your people. And a lot of times we need that because sometimes our boys can be our, our closest person, you know, and it's the closest person that we can trust for the most part outside of family, outside of our relationships. And so it's cool to have that those people who you can you can confide in. And uh, I was listening to the song earlier by, um, <laughs> while I was on my way here to record. It's the song. It's by like Case, Tyrese, uh, Genuine, RL. It was like, um, what is it? What's it called? The Best Man I Can Be? Yeah. I don't know if y'all ever heard it. I'm like, yo, back in the day, you probably thought that song was Corny as hell, but like honestly, it's like yo, what what can your brother do for you? These are, these are your guys. These are your, these are your boys. These are like your best friends, almost like your brothers. And your brothers can be your guys and your boys as well. Yeah. But it's very important to have a good set of guys that are in your corner, you know, to uplift you, to talk you through some, or to just be there, you know. Plenty of times, well, not plenty of times, but I've had times where I've needed to go pick up some of my boys, or I've had. One of my boys I've never seen show emotion or cry, cry right there in my passenger seat because he's going through some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's very important to have men around you as well who, you know, have the same, at least somewhat of the same morals and ideas and thoughts that you have because it um it helps uplift you, you know? Yeah, I think so too, man. I think that's a real important thing. And that's something... I never thought it was really like gay or good shit like that, but like it's something that I say now. Number one, I've seen a lot of niggas fall in these streets. So like 
I'm conscientious of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful for my right. brothers who are still here, my brothers who change. You know what I mean? Um, There's a, a lot of jokers in, out who I used to deal with who either still do bullshit or fucking did, did me dirty who I had to cut off. You feel what I'm saying? And the ones who, you know, knowledge, you know, certain things, I was able to re- rekindle and reconnect with. You feel me? Um, I think it's important to tell your fellow homie that you love them because it's for me specifically it established another level of trust for somebody who not my kin who we don't share the same blood and shit like that who ain't got a question like my brothers i ain't even got to question them you know what i'm saying my true brothers you know what i mean but you know um you know my some of my homies you may have to question you know what i'm saying you may question you still may keep that bit of a distance but if i ever got a homie and i tell you like i right, bro not wrap the conversation about saying all right y'all love you then that truly means that you are in the category, you know what I mean? Yo, there's, and there's, there's nothing oh, wrong with telling your boy that, yo, I love you. Yeah, yeah, I love there's you. There's absolutely nothing my, wrong I, with I, I got I got about three or four fellas right now who I could say, and I got a, a very best close best friend who's, um, she, she a dyke, you know what I mean? She gay. And I tell her I love her all the time and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a general term, you know what I mean? That'll go to right. anybody, even some of my female friends who I'm not even dating. I'll tell right, y'all, I love you, man. Be easy, all right? Exactly. Like, it's nothing wrong with that, y'all. So I think we need to practice it more personally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Having a group, like, that's why I wish, like, you guys were here sometimes, too, to me and my group. I have a group. I call them family. Legit. There's, like, 12, 13 of us. And I don't use that term lightly. I don't Shit, call that's anybody big. That's family. a big family. Legit. You know, and we've grown up since, like, 06, 07, you know? And so we're tightening. I have saying I love you to them is like second nature to me. You know, yeah. like I know if I need them for anything, they're going to be here. I don't even have to question it. You know, uh, we unfortunately had had a death in our family not that long ago. You know, and we all came together. We was, you know, we held each other and all that stuff. We cried together. None of that stuff is good, man. Whoever's listening to this and you're you're still on that mind frame, I I'm I'm I hope that you challenge yourself to see it differently and to like. Seek out other men who tell other men that they love them and they mean that as like a genuine care for somebody else. That's not gay. That's all it is. Genuine care. You want people to be better. You want people to be safe. And you don't know when's the next time you're going to see them again as well. You know, life is short. So you better start telling exactly. people that you love them and stop thinking that it's gay. Legit. And, and and I feel like you don't know what that's going with that with them, them little three words to change your motherfucker. Yo. Change motherfuckers day, perception. And everything, you know what I'm saying? Like the motherfucker, the only the only thing that the fucking defeats darkness is light. Nothing else. The only thing that defeats darkness is light. All right. So when a motherfucker in the dark place, you hit him with a little bit of light, just a little bit. That that's enough sometimes. You know what I'm saying? And, and I mean, like Val said, like Mr. L said, ain't nothing wrong with that shit. You know what I mean, I love both these gentlemen. Quite honestly, you know what I'm saying. So these are two gentlemen who I feel like I could talk to at any moment about anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, matter of fact, yes, y'all may know more shit about me and my body than some of my homies. <laughs> to be honest, in my sexual endeavors. So, keeping it in the there, we go. You, you feel me? All so, right. Yeah. So I say all that to say. I think we say all that. Well, I know that me personally, I say all to say. I appreciate you, fellas. Um, thank you for being, you know, those males who can either relate, offer just different perspectives. And give me their thoughts and ideas on certain things and keep me laughing, keep me healthy as well. So I appreciate y'all boys. Like this whole conversation has been therapeutic for myself. 
just to talk about these certain things. So I appreciate you guys. Um, as we wrap up, I'll go ahead and let you know where people can find you. If you need to plug something, all of that good stuff, do your thing. Got you. All right, well, I'll start. Listen, once again, my name is Slim Stay Scheming, the genuine Slim Slim the Savage. I am the goon who gets you in the room. I am representing one of the hosts with my other gentlemen and the Miss Badass Jones of Three Guys and a Girl. You can find us on Instagram. Also, handle PR for 973 Vibes. Once again, we are found on all streaming platforms Spotify, YouTube, uh, Audible, Apple Podcasts. Wherever you can find uh, uh, podcasts, you'll find the fellas. Please go check us out. Mr. L, thank you for having me. I do appreciate it. Once again, Val, you're my man. And uh, that's it, fellas. Appreciate you. Um, again, I'm going to piggyback right off the swim. Mr. L, thank you for the opportunity to bring us back on again. You already know we love our conversations that we have. Um, everybody listening, again, my name is Val from dating underscore Gen YZ, dating for millennials and Gen Z. What I aim to do is to help you guys cultivate the healthy dating and relationship lives that you all deserve. Also, I am a co-host on the Three Guys and the Girl pod. Um, if you haven't listened, check in, man. On the, um, Instagram, three guys underscore and underscore a girl. Check us out on there. Um, as dating underscore Gen YZ, that's for me personally. Um, if you guys have information, um, have questions on sessions, couple sessions, you know, just random questions that you have about dating. I answer all DMs. Please feel free to DM me. Um, my podcast intricacies of dating and relationships will be coming back very soon. Stay tuned. And again, Mr. L, thank you very much for the opportunity. Fellas, I've heard thank yous from both of y'all. I appreciate it, but thank you all for being able to come on and share and talk about the things that y'all have talked about. Um, it's truly been an honor to be able to host a platform for men to share their experiences and their thoughts, especially when it comes to being a man and you know dealing with everyday lives and situations that men go through, especially during uh, Men's Mental Health Month. So thank you, fellas, for being on. Val, thank you for plugging Three Guys and a Girl. So I got the Instagram put up right here. So I made sure I got the right at. And remember, that is three guys with the number three underscore and underscore a girl on Instagram every other Wednesday. Um, this has been fun. It's over two hours, but fuck it. Because when you have good conversations, you know, you can't help but continue it. And we didn't even cover like a couple of because they were other things but that's all good because you know i hope this helps somebody you know it's, it's men's mental health month fellas especially take care of your mental health ladies and fellas if you know somebody who needs to take care of their mental health better please direct them to this specific episode so that way they can hear it and hear from three guys especially if they're african-american males growing up or living in the united states that they know that they are not alone through this thing we call life all right as always, I'm your host, Mr. L. You can find me at on Instagram from the mind of Mr. L. Twitter from the mind of Mr. L. Just take out the O. My Gmail email, please email me from the mind of Mr. L at gmail.com. Hit me up if you need somebody to talk to, you know, whatever it is. Let's do this thing. As always, I'm the compassionate Dom. The sensual will say this the Southern Gym with a sprinkle of filth. The host, Mr. L. <laughs>